Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Podcast like it. Just podcast like it. Podcast like it's night. Hello and welcome to Podcast Like It's 1999, the podcast where we talk about the films of 99 from atop the centennial statue here in 2019. I'm one of your hosts, Kenny Nybart. And I'm Phyllis Gove. And today with us we have two returnees. Two returnees. Here. This is long in gestation too, since considering that when Ashley was on last About night. nine months, yeah. about proper gestation period for a human. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> That's right. an interesting choice. Uh, <laughs> more or less, um, 40 weeks. Uh, with us, <clears throat> yeah. we have Ashley Lyle back for her second go round on the podcast. I should have done her second because yeah. this is, uh, this is Ashley's pick, but we'll get, we'll, we'll get back in a second. And, um, <laughs> Melissa Laura, yeah. back for horror fourth, fourth time. time. Four times. And I dare say this is not her best movie because she did Notting Hill, but this is definitely yeah. better than the other two pieces of crap she's here. <laughs> Seriously. The, the, yes. the, the, twin, the twin turds that are <laughs> absolutely it's definitely better than the music of the heart. And, and Runaway and Bride. Yeah, like right. the, whenever we go through like the Ooh. worst movies of the year, we forget those two. I mean, I, I forget Runaway Bride because it's deeply forgettable, but... Deeply terrible. But Music of the Heart of the is heart. so much worse. So. Music of the so. Heart's worse because it's trying to say something. Mm. Runaway Bride's worse because it makes Have so much money. Have you seen Music money. of the Heart, actually? The Wes Craven, Meryl Streep, Inner I City feel, School? Yeah, Just the like movie I you'd expect those two to make. But I also confused in my brain with Mr. Holland's opus. Fair. Yeah. A much, much superior movie. <laughs> who, who, the, the writer of uh, Music of the Heart wrote something else we liked yes. this year. Yes. Shit. All right, so yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this podcast is, I think it's really kind of the last teen coming-of-age high school movie we have with the exception of Election, and but I'm a, a cheerleader. A couple other ones, but, but yeah. There was, a, there was obviously like this big run of these kind of down the middle. Walk in the moon. Sorry. 
That was the other movie. Love that, that movie. Me. Down the middle high school movies that we've done. And you, yes, know, you this include is, She's All That. Yep, 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 and yep. Uh, I'd include Ten Things. Ten, well, I was going to go there last, yeah, but sorry. you guys are going to include like the Never Been Kissed. Jawbreaker, and I guess. Jawbreaker. Sorry. Cruel Intentions. Cruel Intentions, exactly. Yeah. Um, and we had Ashley on for 10 Things I Hate About You, which it's is, true. I don't know if you're aware, that's Divisive. our most controversial episode. It's a episode. very, very <laughs> controversial heard. episode. It's the one episode I that stand like- stand by it. That's our, you should, by the way. I wasn't of suggesting you, should. you shouldn't. On our, our, our very limited social media um, <laughs> or internet presence, the only Reddit episode people ever come at us- <laughs> On is this episode? Is, is your oh, hot take on because of you? Yes, send him your right. Yeah, yeah. Look, come at, at, me, bro. at her, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, 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 and I, I think I said this to you at lunch the other day too. Like, I think that one of the great things about a lot of the movies that we cover on this podcast is, you know, there's a bunch of different takes on it. You know what I mean? And I think that at some point we'll bring some, uh, we'll bring a super fan on for ten things I hate about you. We'll rectify, hear that. We rectify the situation. But, uh, was, same with Jawbreaker. We talked about you know having people on about that too. And there's a bunch of different films that I think we did a good job of Jawbreaker. I think so too. But I also understand people that felt like we didn't quote unquote get it, which you know we know we did. Ten things is different. Jawbreaker. They like I think they listened to ten minutes of it and kind of started coming at us because we ultimately like did I, I like agree. it and, and and Heather turned us around on that movie in a lot. Hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, and Job. I mean, Ten Things. I think is one of the few movies I think we are all kind of. Swimming yeah. against the tide. Well, I think yeah. a lot of it has to do, and we talked about this didn't at lunch. Rip it apart. I don't think exactly. so. Exactly. I mean, you guys were actually pretty positive about it, and I feel like I just fairly positive. You know, poked, it's going to come up in my thoughts on this movie. By the, way. the the internet seems to think that it is like Citizen Kane, unimpeachable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. I I still think it has to do with how old you were when I, you saw yeah, 100%. it. Hundred percent. I think that if I had been twelve, I might have had a much fonder. Well, because it's – I think that there are people – and I think I mentioned this to you at lunch the other day. But there are people that like that's their John Hughes movie. Do you know what I mean? Where it's yeah. like they yeah. saw it when they were young and it and it had this sort of impression on them. I, w- I would even argue that Melissa might be I in this it. demo. So, so let's just <laughs> Melissa, leave it there. What do you like more, that movie or this movie? This movie being Drive Me Crazy. Yeah. Drive Me Crazy. Um but also, I think I didn't see. Oh, you do like Drive Me Crazy more. I yes. Okay. This cool. was much more formative for me, and I was and Melissa Joan Hart obsessive since Clarissa explains it all. So I don't know what that is. Clarissa explains it. Wonderful show. We'll have to. Explain I feel like to. Ten Things I Hate About You is trying to be weird and isn't successful yeah. to me and this movie is not trying to be weird and is so deeply weird in so many ways and I that's think that's true. what I really like about it. It's accidentally weird. I would weird. say that both of them are pretty pedestrian in their direction Yeah. where I think the script for Drive Me Crazy is infinitely better than the script for 10 Things but I would argue that maybe 10 Things is slightly better directed than this movie. You know what though? What's interesting is that the director – yeah. First of all, I think – oh gosh. I mean we, we should not relitigate some of that but – I think that there are some choices script. in this movie you, you that this the director is, made. You think this is a better script than Ten Things? I do. Hands down. I um, think it is. I think it is. Why? Well, I mean, Char- I mean, charm. Like, <clears throat> again, I think I like this movie. I don't know if I like the one of the Ten Things I had about you, though. I think I have a better grade on it. But this movie is, uh, as I said to Phil, the fine dash est movie ever made. Because it's fine, but there's nothing in this movie to me. Like it's well structured, 
all, everything is in the right place. I think the romance is a lot better than I expected it to be. And the payoff is really good. Um, there is almost nothing in this movie that, that I remember. It, with the exception of the one cool little part that I liked when Designated Dave pulled the job yeah, yeah, out of the back great. of the car. Yeah, that was great. And her whole character, Miss – Divine? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Miss Time Zone yeah. was a little unexpected. But everything else, like when you look at these teen movies, they all have these side characters and even the, the main characters who pop in their own ways. And I think these main characters, especially Melissa John Hart, like couldn't be more pedestrian. She's she's, and I said this. Mel and I watched it last night or yesterday, and I I do think that she doesn't play teenage particularly. Like she feels like an old she's, older person. She's a I think weird choice. Like there's so many weird casting choices in this that I actually really like. But in a weird way, what I think I like so much about this movie is it feels the most like a recognizable to me, high school experience out of any teen movie I've ever seen. And and obviously it's a movie and there are parts of it that are deeply silly and feel like a movie. Mm -hmm. But then there's some kind of core to it that just – I was like, oh, they get – like there's a part of this movie that is the most realistic depiction of high school that I think I've seen in a teen movie. Yeah. I I mean it's interesting. I did feel as though as I was watching it that the characters felt – Certainly richer. Yeah. Well, realer. I think yeah. these are different things. Yeah. 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 I agree with that. And I think like I, – I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you the two movies that, that came to mind watching this movie, which I think are really like – it speaks very well of the movie. Yeah. American Graffiti. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and Some Kind of Wonderful, which I really like. If this, your, if this is your yeah. – jo- John Hughes movie. That's the John Hughes movie. This yes. felt like to me. Yes. There's yeah, a little sure. bit of Clueless in this too. I, I felt a little bit of that. See any Clueless? Like I don't think it pops. I mean, like that's what I mean. Like when you look at a Clueless, like every frame of Clueless, and I'm not just saying because yeah, the direction. Yeah. Every frame of Clueless because of the writing, the depiction, and the execution pops. And almost this is no offense, one of the drabbest looking movies. What it's really really remember. poorly directed. I mean I and I which was sort of my original point. I think if this script had been directed by someone who had just a little bit more vision, I think that this movie could have really really worked. I, I don't and I, by the way, I this sounds like I didn't like it. I did like it. Um I thought that like you said, I thought that I thought the casting was really interesting. I actually quite liked Adrian Grenier. Do you know it. anything about Melissa Joan Hart? I mean, I know she was Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Oh. And People, I remember her in Can't Hardly Wait. And Clarissa explains it all. He, yes, doesn't, he doesn't know Clarissa explains it he all. He doesn't know Clarissa. So like, all right. If all you right. Let's know, not talk like I'm not in the room, okay? This, this, you this, guys. Shh, fuck you guys. Not. Yeah, it's so weird. Yes, I, I'm I, Canadian. I, I forgot even about <laughs> Sabrina the Teenage Witch because it's so forgettable. But Clarissa. Like, she was Clarissa. She was Clarissa. And, and she's – what's uh, interesting is I feel like she's playing Clarissa yeah. in this movie. Yeah. But, she but, so is. The teen genre has moved on. So she's playing this more kind of like, even though she's supposed to be the popular girl who needs to be reformed, she's so like weirdly just relatable and kind of goofy that it's an odd choice with everything she does is weird when you look at the, like the script is a little bit more straightforward. It's the same thing with um, the Alicia character. Like if you just listen to her lines, it's a very straightforward mean girl character. I and like then her. her casting is so fucking bonkers. I, I still, I mean, Mel, I asked Mel when we were, I was like, I don't really understand what she's, what her end game is for the plan she, at the end. She's, you know what it is? 
She was in 10 Things I Hate About You, too. She was. And it's as if her and Heath Ledger were like, we're both going to one day play Agents of Chaos. <laughs> and just have no actual – Exactly this, what she is. This That's is her really Joker She's the role. female yeah. Joker. Yeah. She's like – She has no ethos except for we are going to tear it all down. Yeah. Yeah. And if she – if they had cast <laughs> like she in? more That's of it. a – you know, awesome. Regina George, it would have, I think – been less jarring and just made sense but in a much more boring way but because they cast her and she's just so idiosyncratic in every line delivery her her look like everything about it makes no sense for what that character is supposed to be and i love it there's a lot of interesting line readings in this movie. This oh, is yeah. not a bad movie. It's, no, I want, no, it's like it's so. I'm not, I, I don't mean to like to direct clear, it at I, you. I don't mean to like throw it, it at you because I'm not like, saying it's a bad because movie. now I'm, I'm just kind of being like. All right, so there's that great moment in Magnolia <laughs> where the where the it rains frogs. Indeed. And you sit there and you get really mad that it's raining frogs. And then you go to the picture yeah. and the picture says, but it did happen. And then you re- reevaluate everything you watched in the entire movie and everything you've ever watched in your entire life. And you no, you, you what's I happening mean, in what in Drive Me Crazy? If you, you don't, if well, it's 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 a way to view movies. If you don't like reevaluate right. the way you take in movies with that, but it did happen moment, you're kind of a inflexible asshole. <laughs> um, I can't wait for us to do my no, but that's how I feel. I feel like that's just, that that to me that was the perfect moment in my life where it was like stop being cynical. Yeah. And start letting like the directors take you on their ride mm-hmm. and start trying to like outthink – stop trying to outthink them. OK. Let's just assume everything that happened and Drive Me Crazy happened on purpose, right? Like <laughs> this character, for instance, who really does seem like just an agent of chaos, we knew people like this in high school, right? Yeah. You knew people who just sure. kind, of, kind of did things, whether it was for attention or whether it was just to see what happened. I remember I had this old camp counselor who this is not the best story in 2019, but he had a, he said he had a girlfriend when he was 15, and he considered her his practice girlfriend. Where he was just trying to like, if I if I hold her hand here in front of like f- five people, is that weird or not? You know, if I put my arm around her in this situation, is that weird or not? And just trying to figure it all out. Now, like I know what was going through his mind, but if you just watched him from the outside, you might be like, what is this guy doing? Isn't that just have, having a girlfriend when you're a kid, though? That's I mean, not my pro- point. Okay, my okay. point is. Without knowing his motivations, okay. he might look insane. I see, what you're I see. Okay. You know, but I know his motivations. This yeah. girl, I don't know her own motivations, and she kind of looks insane. But there's probably some guiding yeah. principle behind why a person like this acts this way. Yeah. And I think it's an interesting character to throw down in the middle of this movie and like incite a lot of the action that goes. I think there's a forward. lot of characters like that in this movie. Truthfully, like if you list these characters, they're all slightly off center. They're all a little atypical. It doesn't play by it. <clears throat> I think that from 30,000 feet, you can see sort of archetypes or, you know what I mean, of the genre. But if you go a little deeper, there's a lot more here. Whereas something like 10 Things I Hate About You feels very sort of chess pieces moving around a board a little bit more that are Still infused. a pretty good move. Yeah, no, mean, not in a bad way, but like there's also I would I would argue that there's more Remolosa? there's yeah. more <laughs> movie <laughs> stars yeah. in 10 things. That's what I was going to say. There's more like star sure, like power. Like there's star power in that. Maybe not at the time, but in hindsight. Did you watch Sabrina the Teenage Witch? She, I she was, just recently watched a whole bunch of them, so yeah. I saw them. You were obsessed. obsessed. Harvey forever. That's my only Sabrina. <laughs> All right, Ooh. so Sorry, Harvey. Who's Harvey? Oh, God. So you didn't watch it. Okay. That's the boy, right? That's that's the man. (laughs) The boyfriend. He is Um, is the main man. That's the man. So 
in Sorry. the original Sabrina, you know, the, the CW one or whatever, I never watched it. I guess yeah. it was WB, right? Yeah. Um, was she kind of playing a Clarissa-ish character? No, I'd say she was more like, uh, like wholesome, almost like Doris Day. Yeah. <laughs> like, so that's whatever. Yeah. That sounds boring. But um, <laughs> it's not Clarissa super. rules. Like Clarissa was yes. sarcastic. Yeah. She was like kind of a bad girl. Her best what friend. Was her story. Can you tell me what the show was about? It was called Clarissa Explains It All. Okay. She talked to. It was like a female Ferris Bueller. She oh, talked okay. like she talked directly to camera. Okay. Like she had a shitty little brother. She had two dopey parents. And like she just like and she had a best friend who always came, came in through the window. window. Yeah. Sam, right? Sam. Sam. Yeah. And they had like a boy girl friendship, like kind of a proto like world. Proto Dawson's Creek. Very Joey much so. situation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, but like gender reversed. And she just was like cool and sarcastic. She was like the coolest girl in school. Yeah. And like it's kind of hard to to for you, I would imagine it's kind of hard to square that with this girl who because I couldn't, she's not the I couldn't figure out why yeah. this girl is in the cool group. Yeah. Well, I, her whole group. Of I people. don't understand why any of those people are no, in but the cool group. That's what <laughs> I love honest. is that that feels cool so group. much truer yeah. to what the cool group was in actual high that's school. That's fair. That's but, fair. Like, well, I mean, but what if they the, weren't the cool The most popular the cool kids at my high school were fine. Like, not, <laughs> I mean, like the girls who were kind of like the hottest girls, like if you just pointed them out to, you know, people on the street, they'd be like, Okay. You know, like it's, it's okay. that it's a, it's a microcosm well, that's of high school. True. And so yeah. I feel like that this cool group is so much more realistic than watching, you know, something where the cool girls are all like, you know, the most beautiful girls in Hollywood. The, the coolest, the, the most beautiful girl in this movie is Allie Larder, who's one of those beautiful like girls ever to live and was not in the cool group, clearly. No. no. And but like, she Adrian. also felt realistic to me as that, like, I felt like there was an that authenticity huh? yeah. to the way they played the like alternative kids. Hundred percent. I actually really, I thought their relationship was pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, I yeah, it, it's 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 a more complicated movie, I guess, than it seems on the surface. Like as I was watching it, I was just sort of watching the moves, and and it's hard not to sort of. I mean, it's it's a very '90s movie, just yeah. in terms of the aesthetic and in terms of the music and all of that. So, but stepping back from it, I, I do think I'm I'm already liking it more than I did when I actually. Uh, one more work. thing I really liked about it mm-hmm. that almost none of these other team movies have. It did take place at like a prom esque, homecoming esque ending, uh, ball banquet thing, prom thing, and there was a uh, like a king and queen. But like our characters were never in contention. Yeah. For that. No. Yeah. It was not about like winning yeah. over the school. No. And that kind of had That's a great. that had a some kind of wonderful vibe to me too. Mm-hmm. That it was just really about two people finding each other. Um so that was cool too. Some kind of wonderful has one of the best kisses too. One of the best. Oh yeah. Like the drum the, 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 the grabbing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I just for for our listeners, she was grabbing the air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was kneading the air like Eric Stoltz. But what some kind of wonderful is a better movie than this and did a much better job job humanizing the Leah Thompson character than this movie did humanizing either of the two other like, um, yeah. I will say though, one of the things I love about it and it's such a small thing, but in contrast to something like 10 things I hate about you is that for the like cool popular kids, like the fact that Nicole, she can talk to Adrian Grenier's friends and it's not like she can't be seen like right. talking to people of a lower like cast, status. Cast, yeah. Whereas like Mean Girls or any of these other high school movies, it's like, no, there are these groups and like this is – they only talk to each other. 
I don't think that's real high school. Yeah. Like yeah. everyone has classes together. Everyone talks like, yeah, you still talk shit about, you know, other people in the school. Like, yeah, there's still kind of these social status levels, but like the people at the top don't really care. And I thought that was cool. Yeah. I mean, it's, there, there aren't factions like there. I mean, 10 days I hate about you had that whole scene as well, where he was telling when right. he's walking. Well, they take it to groups. extreme. Yeah. To make like cowboys and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was funny. There, <laughs> there are. I think that in, I think that in some high schools there are, in some high schools there aren't. I think I think high school like when you go to college and you talk to your other friends about their high school experiences, they're always really different from mine. Like yes. in my high school, people didn't go on dates. Other really? people's high schools, they went yeah. on dates from when they were like fifteen. So yeah, we didn't do dates. Yeah, yeah. We didn't do dates. So, but you, but you were shocked to hear that yeah. like we didn't. So that's surprising. There are just some high school. Yeah, we would like go out as groups, and then people would you know kind oh, of pair off. Okay. And but there was no like, do you want to go on a date with me? Especially, I mean, once people were dating, they would, which we did, which wasn't a term we used. The term we used oh. was going out. out yeah. yeah, going out or, or hooking up was not quite there yet. Uh, but no, you, was, you wouldn't say hook, hooking up was not growing out, right? Going out. Um, I felt like they were a little interchangeable. You could hook up with two people at one time. Yeah, but I don't. I didn't hooking really up's not exclusive. <laughs> no, that's that's. <laughs> In high school, hooking one, up was too exclusive. That's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. Kenny over here that, hooking up with everybody. Yeah, and everybody. That actually is what I meant. But I agree with. you. <laughs> I agree with you in that it never actually happened. It was more of a theoretical thing that hooking up was like a non-exclusive and going out was an exclusive. Well, there was the ongoing – if somebody had hooked up, that was maybe a one-time thing. But if they were hooking up, that kind of meant the same thing as going out. so much more confusing. It was so binary. I would ask a girl out on a date and I would go on a date with her. Wow. Canadian thing I've ever heard. But what would happen if you went on – like what would happen the next week if like – could you date? Could you go on two? Could you have two like strings of dates going with two yes. girls simultaneously for a couple dates? But like so, at a so certain like, point, you so have like, to pick one, like a grown up, <laughs> like, like an a, adult like in the real like world. A wow! Up. In high yeah. school, grade eleven. Wow, that's eleventh so grade for our listeners. Yeah. Junior year, we we would call it. Yes, whatever. Uh, yeah, no, I I would go up to a girl and ask them out on a date like i don't i don't know why this my understanding is you're not alone okay. in the world <laughs> but, but you are alone in this room i am so yeah so there <laughs> so that's kind of a, a, a illustration of i think some high schools were different than others but this um depiction of high school did feel valid to me yeah yeah, yeah. no for sure i mean i think all that blurriness makes it more interesting i mean i, I but i also understand the movies that want to make it very clean cut and and so I, I sort of – again, it's a testament to the fact that Rob Thomas, who wrote this, clearly wanted to make something that was a little bit closer to real life and a little more grounded and messier. And I think that that mm. makes it a more interesting movie. But I don't think the director necessarily you – know. And of course, you know, Veronica Mars is the opposite of this. Veronica yes. Mars basically has a big fucking yeah. moat between the cool rich kids and yeah. the poor uncool kids. And Veronica like occasionally is like on a – you know, on a kayak in the middle of that moat. Yeah. But um, that's valid yeah. too because these, these are sensory things, right? These are emotional things. Like sometimes it does feel like you're never going to get invited to these parties and sometimes it does feel like you're in the party and you don't need, and everyone's there. And you're like, everyone's there. And I'm sure half the grade is not there and half the grade is looking in and saying, why will I never be invited to these parties? And, you know, you some people feel like they can move between groups or around groups or whatever. And some people feel like I have my six friends and I'm never going to break out of this. So I think they're all kind of valid, but I do, I feel like the, the, the depiction <clears throat> of like a guy like Adrian 
and you know, I'm someone who thinks looks uh, matter. Um, a guy like, <laughs> as I said to Phil a couple of days ago, like um, they just do. And a guy like Adrian, who looks the way he looks and kind of carries himself the way he carries himself, probably would have have no problem infiltrating any group he wanted to. Sure. The way, with the yeah. ease he did in yes. this movie, he just kind of decided. I'm going to start hanging out with the jocks and the jocks are like, yeah, we'll take another good looking wingman. No problem. Yeah. So. It's interesting. I, Cause like, as I was watching this film, I remember seeing the adventures of Sebastian Cole. You saw that? Yeah. Oh, but I don't really remember it at all. Why did you see that? I, I saw that know. too. And I don't remember it at all. Right. You, you want to come on it? for it? You yeah. want to be, you yeah. be our, our, Adrian Adrian our Adrian correspondent? Our Adrian correspondent. It's my senior Adrian correspondent. Yeah. It was, it was a Sundance <laughs> movie, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, there were people that there was some buzz about him coming off of that movie, and then he does this, and there is something very watchable about him. He's very charming. I, 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 I get it. I don't know that there's a ton of range there, and I don't mean that in, a, in a, necessarily a negative way. I think that I he, can attest to that. Okay, but um, I think he does a really nice job. And in, in this, are we talking about this movie still now? Yes. Yeah, I just yeah. the reason I brought up uh, Sebastian Cole was that. There is a confidence he comes into this movie with as an actor that feels like a guy who's like, I've got something. Like, there's the kind of the wind at his back a little bit is sort of the way that Adrian's the 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 needle Adrian had to thread an entourage is underratedly difficult because he is a non movie star mm-hmm. who has to convince you that in this world totally. he is a movie star, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and that's really hard. So he did that. Like Vincent Chase is a movie star, mm-hmm. so he did that. Um, I think we did a good job with him. Basically, the less of him you used in storyline, the more it was other people like like he was the team. Yeah, you know, like he was like if you're a sports movie, he was like the team. The more other people were moving his life along, the better. But it's a hard like he was not the catalyst of the show, so it's sort of it's helpful in that regard. He shouldn't have been. Right? right, like he's, right. The, he's he was not number one on the call sheet, and in the beginning he was not first on the uh, credits. And in the beginning, that kind of jarred me before I worked on the show mm-hmm. because it's about him. But later, it was very clear to me that he shouldn't be. Yeah, yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's not Carrie Bradshaw. No, it's not. And yeah. I think that was weird for people. Yeah, because yeah. he is right. the son that it all revolves around. Yeah. So, but he is quite good in this movie, and I I don't know. There, there is something except for his makeover, which doesn't do him any favors. But. No. <laughs> <laughs> The hair, oh. but it is very ninety nine. Yeah, uh, sure. I actually think the fashion in this movie aged better than almost every other ninety, yeah. every other movie we've done. From well, because this period. they did, they again, it, it felt more real and less like yeah. a costume designer mm-hmm. going crazy. Yeah. yeah, and so it did feel like the, oh, this like there were things that I recognized that she wore that I owned. Like she has a sweater that I remember I got at like Urban Outfitters. That sweater was – I know the sweater you're talking about. I'm like someone could wear that sweater now yeah. and not feel bad about themselves. Yeah, her hair is a different story. Her hair Every, makes – Everyone's hair, hair is so oh, yeah. bad. The hat is not the, – the hair is terrible. Oh my god. The the one with Dulcie and the little strings. Yeah. What oh. even? Yeah, it's insane. But Tough name. Dulcie. 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 Yeah. I've never even heard yeah, that name What is that before? short I for? I drink it. I do think though, because like I'm trying to go through all of the the two movies we've done thus far in '99, and this I have does a list somewhere. I'm sure it does feel the most uh, attempting to be the most realistic. I guess is sort of what I'm getting at. Like all the other ones, for the most part, go kind of big in their own way. I, I mean, Cruel Intentions is sort of an anomaly, just because. Of, oh, it goes big. It sure, but I, I mean, in the sense that it's not like a teen comedy or a teen rom-com in the way that some of these others are like 10 things I hate about you not to keep drawing the comparison, but is 
almost cartoonish at times. Like it yeah. really goes big. Um, so it was nice to watch this film, which did feel like they were trying to sort of be grounded and real. I also think that the, the parents work well in this movie too. I mean, aside from the twist, which isn't a twist because you can see it coming a mile away. You mean but, the end? Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> but but I'm speaking to the fact that <laughs> the kids I kids don't care seemingly. No, like, yeah, who cares? Like, <laughs> Although I as I as I said to Mal at the end of it, I was like, I would watch the movie where they have to live in the treehouse and go through the rest of high school living in the treehouse together. <laughs> but I, I just I think that there's Something to the way the parents are infused into it that I think is actually relatively well done for the most part. I thought the father, the father was really funny. It was like, Hughesian. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Exactly. That's a, that's a perfect way of putting it. So yeah, I, I don't know. It, 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 it's, it's, it's kind of a, a, a weird movie because it did – the reason I think I thought of Clueless is because it has sort of this like bones of, of almost a Jane Austen sort of thing because of the whole like – living next door kind of vibe and it's interesting because it's got such a tropey plot yeah, yeah, yeah. but like it's not particularly concerned with its own plot like it, no. it barely hangs together and the only reason it makes any sense is because we're so familiar with that oh they made a bet to because they have a you know yeah. they they both want the same thing but what they don't really understand is that they want each other like it's just it's so understandable but when you stop and think about the actual specifics of these characters' motivations, it makes very little sense. His character makes more sense. Hers is a whole situation. Yeah. But what's so great about it is that it doesn't it doesn't particularly care. Like it just doesn't it's like here's here's what's happening, here's why they're doing it. Now let's have kind of interesting scenes that feel like real kids doing stuff. It's also based on a book. Yeah. Which I, I think yeah. explains yeah. a lot. That. Yeah. Because the some of the specificity of things like Timothy Zone in high school. Yeah, that's is, like, true. <laughs> that's uh It's all stuff that I feel like must have made a lot more sense in the book. The author did not like this movie, by the way. Did really? they think that was clever? The time zone thing? I, I was just no. I thought maybe <laughs> I mean, that was I mean, something I mean, that made I, sense of back course in they that. did. I am but... charmed because of how weird it is. It is weird. <laughs> Very specific. So specific. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's very odd choices of specificity yeah. too in terms of just like why this thing yeah but i mean i don't know i i there, uh, there this is here so as i talked to mel about this as we were watching it but so melissa joan hart apparently didn't want them to change the title of the film to drive me crazy it was From, originally called next to you which is that would not have done equally not generic yeah. equally yeah. generic doesn't matter. Her concern was because they named it after the Britney Spears song that they were able to use as a needle drop and then blah, blah, blah. And, and she, she did, was, Britney did her video, the, yes. like interspersing yes. scenes from this. And I They're also think, like, too. yes, I yeah. also think they were in it, like, proper. Yeah. They are. Which Adrian is Grenier so- is a DJ and <laughs> Melissa Joan Hart is a waitress alongside Britney. Amazing. Know it well. I need to watch it. <laughs> but, um, it's just interesting because apparently Melissa Joan Hart was like, we shouldn't – if we want this film to stand the test of time, we shouldn't shackle ourselves to a pop star that isn't going to last. And <laughs> wow, now it's kind of – I wouldn't say the only thing I remember, but the maybe one of the biggest things that people remember about this movie. She's right that it doesn't leave a, a positive like kind of imprint on your head when you think <laughs> of this movie. <laughs> no, it, I, I know, like yeah, that's all yeah. I remember from it too. Yes. And I'm like, all right, so th- – there are all these kind of yes. really memorable 99 teen movies, and then there's also Drive Me Crazy. When you said you like Drive Me Crazy the most, Ashley, yeah. I thought you were insane. <laughs> now I think you are contrarian. <laughs> I think also I it helps that 
it 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 is under the radar, right? Like you think of big teen movies and you think of She's All That and you think of 10 Things I Hate sure. About You and you think of all those movies and you you I I don't even know how many people have have seen this. I can't imagine it's many. It's sort of a weird under the radar slipped sort of between the cracks. And so I think when I first saw it, I had so few expectations. And then was just genuinely delighted. And I don't think I saw it again because I was in college at this point. So I wasn't like going to see teen movies. So you didn't see this in the theater? I didn't see this in the theater. I saw it later. did you see it? I rented it. It was probably just I wanted to watch a teen movie. Yeah. And because I had no expectations, I was just so pleasantly surprised. And there's something about it that just has stuck with me. Like I I think it also helps that Adrian is – and it's interesting because he's obviously a good-looking guy, but there's something about him specifically in this role that is like – I feel like every girl's actual dreamboat. Like I feel like if you pulled a bunch of – if you had like See, a Mel police – he's attractive. Really? <laughs> I feel like if you had a police sketch artist ask like sixth grade me to draw like the perfect boyfriend in high school, it would be him. Which version? Pre or post makeover? Oh, definitely yeah. pre. Are you kidding? Okay. I'm just making but, sure. But I mean, the, he goes back to it at the end. He's, he does. You know, he's got like he's, he's got, got this, like, that shaggy dog. Shaggy, kind of like yeah. he looks like Mop he probably hair. hangs out in record stores. Like that was just catnip for me <laughs> at the time. <laughs> I understand why some people don't find him attractive because he doesn't look like other good-looking guys, mm. right? There are, I mean, you know, there are like some women who have like very specific looks. That some people find really like kind of attractive and other guys don't really understand. I don't want to throw them out, but like I, there are, you know, you, you know what I mean, right? Like, um, I'll try to throw one out. Okay. Um, some people think Uma Thurman's like the most gorgeous thing in the world and some people just like don't care. Oh, I see. You yeah. know what okay. I mean? Yeah. And, think, sure. But she's like kind of singular in her yeah, look. Yeah, you yeah. can't also be like, the Uma Thurman kind of looks like this or kind of looks like that. There's right. Uma Thurman who like is kind of like this, you know, unique beauty mm-hmm. yeah. that some people don't feel. Who else looks like Adrian? Well, that's it's right. like in my brain as you were talking, I was thinking like of the Chris's that exist. Well, he right looked now. nothing like that's those. My, guys, that's my point. Right? Yeah, like that's there's this sort of ge- somewhat generic kind of quality. These all the you know Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth, Chris Pine, everyone Chris but Pratt. Chris Hemsworth who the, really does look like a Norse god. But <laughs> but they're all like they're they're empirically attractive. But like I also understand that there's something kind of whatever about them. Adrian does stand out. He's also very boyish. Like he's very young looking. Yeah. There's a puppy dog quality to him here that I think also makes him seem, he's like cool and a little bit the bad boy, but he's very like non-threatening. He's also, um, but also my true love in this movie is Ray. I just need to put that out there. Is is Ray the third friend? Ray, Ray is the friend who winds up taking her to the dance. Okay. Ray and, and designated Dave look kind of interchangeable. They're a little, they look a little similar. That's, Nonsense. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I love a passion. I also think it's funny that Designated Dave, who's like a perfectly normal looking guy, yeah. is like the ugliest guy in the world in this movie. Well, yeah. do you know there was just a whole thing about uh, – this is like sort of a tangent but very related. He – the actor who plays Designated Dave. He's married to um, Teresa Palmer? I yes. Think? Yeah. And he recently what? was in a pilot. That makes sense because he's a fine looking guy. <laughs> yeah. He's a good looking guy. And he, I only found out about this because I guess his wife is best friends with Phoebe, who I worked with on the mm-hmm. originals. But anyway, so I guess he tweeted recently about how upset he was because he was in a pilot this mm-hmm. year and was recast because the network thought he wasn't good looking enough. Mm. 
and how hurtful that was. And which, yeah, that's really fucking hurtful. It's trauma. Yeah. But it's just crazy that we live in an, in a town where this guy is considered like he would have been one of the better looking guys in my high school. I don't know for sure. I don't think he's that bad looking. No, he's cute. Isn't he Scott Pilgrim? Isn't he, uh, he's the, the lead singer. And like he grew into himself. Well, like he's a handsome man, Yeah, yeah, yeah. but he's not unattractive in this movie. I agree. Yeah. Like that's the, but he does look like I, – I feel like I buy this character because there were – I'm sure you guys had this phenomenon too. The kids in high school who were actually like technically very good looking but were either kind of weird or awkward and just like did not capitalize and yeah. could not – like no one saw it. And like there – we had – I remember one girl who was beautiful and was like very kind of like in the very nerdy shy group. And she was hands down like technically more beautiful than any of the popular girls. But it's – high school is not really about that. This is lame. I'm just going to say it. Okay. Um, my high school might have been looks obsessed mm. because by the end of high school, all the girls you're talking about had moved into kind of a – a rarefied air situation. Wow. They had really found themselves. No, I mean, we're, you know, we were in high school of 250 kids in a grade, but by like the end of high school, like everyone was kind of, I mean, I really do feel like at the end of my high school, like everyone was hanging out with each other anyway. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know if that's what actually happened, but like there were like every, every beautiful girl had like found her way into the popular group. Interesting. Interesting. Hmm. You know, I, I, I wish that, Maybe I wasn't engaged enough in high school, which is quite possible, or it's possible that we didn't have a group of popular kids to the same degree. But it was just sort of, I don't know, it, it didn't feel as though that really uh, existed. I guess except for my friend Jonas, who was, he was like student, you know, the class president, student council president, and I don't know. He, I, but it just, I, I guess there just wasn't that guy really wasn't always cool. No, no, but he was very – I like when he was they very are. Popular. I like when they are. Like that's, that's the kind of high school I wanted to go to where the class president <laughs> and like that guy was like the coolest guy right. in the high school and also like like the smartest people were the coolest people in high school. I think right. that's more like what happens now. But like when I went to high school, like the coolest people were fucking drug addicts. Well, like, yeah, it's, it's funny because like, – and I think I brought this up on a previous episode, the whole rampers thing that existed at my junior I don't mean high. drug addicts. There are people from my school who live to this – who listen to this. I don't mean that. But like <laughs> we didn't have any real drug addicts. But like people right. – that's a horrible thing to say. But people who, people who actually – people who smoked pot and drank were cool. Yes. And that's just kind of how that yes. went. And like the, the class president, student council president were like – not the coolest kids. That's just kind of the way it is. I feel like ours it was, was just- ours was cool, but it and it was weird. It was actually kind of gross because it was my high school had only been co-ed for like ten years when I graduated, so six years when I started, and uh, so it was like very. They were feeling their way through that in in a way that was uh, not not great for <laughs> the female. Did it go from? Body, but did, did the boys integrated or the girls? No, the integrated? girls. The girls were brought in, so it was always an all boys school, and then they had brought in female students, and um, it was a boarding school, so like they kind of had to build dorms oh, wow. for the girls, and the boys had these like old historical dorms and all these traditions. Well, they must have been and, so happy to have you guys there, yeah. then. You know, it's not. It's not how they. It, <laughs> <laughs> I think yes, but then there was dumb shit like the the dining hall. It was you know so your your house was your dorm, and uh, you had a section for every house in the dining area. And there were a couple of the boys' dorms where if a girl walked in, like to you know talk to her boyfriend or ask about homework, they would throw food at her because they were you know 
almost adults. Oh my oh, god! So it was it was a weird that, that kind of fratty so when, sort of uh, vibe. So when Adrian and the crew like changed the sprinklers out to have <laughs> what like, like did you get PTSD from that or that was real to you. What did they put in there? Uh, they it's put like in orange, orange dye. dye. Orange uh, dye. Yeah. It, no one was pulling like interesting pranks. Oh. Um, no, it was just it was just dumb shit. And the boys all like did dip all the time and then like spit on the rug. Well, I don't know. Oh, oh tough guys. Gross. Wow. How, it was more how, like bro, how like, like lacrosse bro. Well, one of the interesting, how I would describe yeah. the vibe. There one was of the a, interesting things about Adrian was like Dulcie. I mean, this is this is such a bad contrivance, but whatever. Like her voicemail. Message oh, would yeah. say, tell me three things you hate about high school. And the first thing he said was rampant homophobia, which which is a good thing mm-hmm. for him to say. Mm-hmm. Um, also, <laughs> interesting at the time. I feel like that was a little progressive. That's, progressive. that's why, yeah. that's why yeah. it was, it's a surprising thing for him It to was say very time. progressive and it was to me almost like a reverse dog whistle to quote unquote like proto-woke audiences that this mm-hmm. is like kind of a safe space. Yeah. And there was also I think like a – like there was like a – out gay kid in the cool group too, yeah. That hung out with the girls, sort of. He felt we a little, can, a little uh, like a little, a, a, little, a, little, a, little a little weird. A little like when they all go to the river, yeah. Was that was unexpected. the worst part. Yeah, where they're all hanging yeah. out. Yeah, and guys, he's on girls, his own rock. And then the gay guy's got his own rock that he's sitting on. Well, it was a little um, unfortunate. Yeah, that is unfortunate, but that's also you know kind of progressive yeah. for ninety yeah. nine. Like. That's not where that gay kid hangs out in most 99 90s movies. That's true. Um, That's true. That actor seemed familiar too. I, I couldn't place him that played the, the gay kid. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to give the synopsis of Drive Me Crazy. Uh, Nicole, played by Melissa Joan Hart, and Chase, played by Adrian Grenier, live next door to each other but are worlds apart. However, they plot a scheme to date each other in order to attract the interest and jealousy of their respective romantic prey. But in the midst of planning a gala centennial celebration, Nicole and Chase find that the one they've always wanted was closer than they ever thought. Drive Me Crazy opened on October 1st, 1999 in sixth place with $6.8 million behind Three Kings. It would go on to make $22.5 million on an $8.5 million budget. Uh, it has 28% on Rotten Tomatoes from critics and 58 from audiences. Uh, Ebert's review, which is interesting, uh, he seems very kind of torn. I gave it two and a half stars. said, what distinguishes Drive Me Crazy from your average prom movie is that the characters are more intelligent and have more dialogue written in a certain wit and insight. They are not the victims of the plot, but its controllers consciously trying consciously taking charge of the events and here's a switch none of them believes the world will end if they go to the dance with the wrong person the movie is about kids who are as smart as real high school students while most prom movies have characters who are no smarter than their parents uh despite my affection i can't quite recommend drive me crazy the good stuff needs more energy behind it john schultz's direction is lackadaisical scenes arrive without feeling necessary plot points are belabored uh these characters deserve a quicker pace sometimes they feel ahead of the movie I kind of agree with both yeah, of those things. That's good. I mean, I think that I, I, that's I mean, the flick. <laughs> it's, I mean, I, I would I would probably give it a higher rating, maybe more than two and a half stars. I might have given it three, but I, I do think that he sort of I shy more on the top part of his review than the bottom. But I I think both have have validity. Yeah, I don't think it's it's completely invalid. I think there are just some movies where the things that you like you like so much that they really just outweigh and make totally. you forget about some of the flaws. It's yeah. most this movies. is one of those movies for me. Like Absolutely. I'm never going to say like this is a perfect movie. It's yeah, definitely yeah. not, but I I love it, and so I'm just kind of like, eh, that's not. I remember watching 
Britney Spears on Sabrina the Teenage Witch and being like ready for this movie to come out. <laughs> like they're priming you for it. Yeah, I was just like all the marketing worked on me entirely. I was watching like the behind the music video on MTV for this and seeing wow. like Sabrina or Melissa Who did she play and Adrian. On, uh, Sabrina. Britney. Herself. She just oh, like okay. yeah, she like pops in to like sing one of her songs and it was whatever. I mean Sabrina's magic. Yeah. So she, she can, just kind of went like that. Well, she's a, literally, she's, a witch, right? she's literally Zaps a teenage witch. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Brittany was actually pretty good on uh, How I Met Your Mother, if I remember correctly. Wasn't she on that? <laughs> she like played. She actually didn't play herself. She like actually she, acted. Yeah, and she played kind of a, like a dance. Yeah. Brittany's a brilliant performer. I was. I wasn't. She was asshole. Uh, How dare you? What are you saying? She's Britney Spears. She's a she's a supernova. Um, yeah, yeah. This movie. All right. So I think my my biggest issue with this movie is kind of the the lack of um, the lack of memorable moments. The lack of memorable uh, side characters, the lack of memorable jokes, the lack of memory. Like when I hold it up against 10 Things I Hate About You, which no offense, I think is like a vastly superior movie. Um, Like I think the emotional connection I have to those characters is stronger. I think that Julia Stiles is a much more interesting kind of protagonist than most John Hart was in this. Um, I mean I think – I think almost everything about that movie works better. But I also think like every character in that movie is distinct from the next. Whereas in this movie like – I agree with Phil that Roy, Ray, 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 Ray and Dave like kind of become the same to me in a sense. Um, all the jocks kind of fall into one. Every girl who's hanging out with Melissa Joan Hart and Alicia, is that right? Alicia, yeah. yeah. And uh, Divine like kind of just go into one. Um, I think the plot is ultimately like lacking in any kind of um, – emotional torture if that means anything like i'm not at any point like really worried for these characters the stakes are so low um and i don't yeah i i just don't really feel like that's i mean that's a teen and the stakes are so low in most teen things but i don't feel that there's no fucking stakes i don't know she like i I think the reading of the pro the reading reading of, (laughs) of the poem at the end like comes from a place of like hurt and desperation um, which I buy and she's putting herself out there. She's super vulnerable in that moment. Like I don't really see that moment from these characters. But I would I would argue that I don't think this film is striving for, for that right. either. Like I, Well, what, that's what I said to you. I think it's like it, it, aims, it aims pretty low and it hits the mark, but it aims pretty low. I would also argue too that it, it was more indicative – all the things that you were saying about it feel indicative of my high school experience to a certain degree. Like – Yes, obviously, I remember things about my high school experience, but for the most part, it all kind of bleeds together a little bit. I, I do feel like it, it's it's in its own weird way trying not to do those things. And in the process, it's perhaps a more interesting film for it, but it's also not a film that necessarily stayed with me in the same way. Like, 10 Things I Hate About You, I agree. When she reads That's that poem, she fucking at. kills it. And, the, and I... I mean, they were actually falling in love. So there's something to be said for Julia Stiles and Heath Ledger. Their their chemistry is better than the chemistry between Melissa Joan Hart and Adrian Grenier in this film. But I don't know. There's something about this film sort of – I guess it's the lower bar. I guess what it's striving for just feels realer. So it, it feels, I don't know, it's, more it's, interesting. It's trying – it's just – I feel like it's trying to do something very different. Like 10 Things I Hate About You feels the whole time like someone said, what if we did Shakespeare and said it in – you know, 
That's exactly what they were doing. It's exactly what they were doing. It's very like it's highly stylized the whole time. Yeah. It's super, you know, poppy and everything they like it's like you said, it kind of feels like a cartoon. Yeah. And not necessarily by design, I think to some extent. And then yes, it has that great moment where she reads the poem. Admittedly, that's a really good scene and she fucking kills it. But I think that this movie, it's not that it's shooting lower. I think it's just shooting for something different. I mean, like yeah. Freaks and Geeks isn't isn't shooting for the same thing that, you know, I'm trying to the think. Wonder like, years the Wonder Years or – Yeah, or, I mean like they're, yeah. they're just trying to do of completely co- different things. Of course. Of course I agree with what you're saying. But it's undercut by the casting of Melissa John Hart, by the Britney Spears connection, by um, – Kind of the, the the ethos of the whole thing, like a movie that I that I feel like is going for what we're talking about is like eighth grade, right? Like a movie mm. that's like trying to, or even thirteen, or just a movie that's trying to give you what you what high school like quote unquote even euphoria trying to give you what high school is like really like but this still puts on that poppy sheen yeah i agree with that this i think is closer to like a can't hardly wait which i don't think is like realistic at all like can't can't i like i love it don't get me wrong but like none of them quite get it right that's why there's maybe like a super bad yeah but i super bad is still super which i've seen felt not realistic they're super heightened like they, they are all they're all done and like I, yeah, and, I so i i get like i i get i'm feeling like this movie is a little lost in the middle it's kind of what i'm getting at I so think, you're you think it's found in the middle i, think I get that, it i think that that's what gives it its charm i think there's something comforting almost about how just mundane it is yeah like it <laughs> it's doesn't just a little story like they're, just, a li- story. they're listening it's to a like little the story. music i listen to they seem like familiar people to me in my life yeah. I definitely see too much of myself in Alicia. Uh, yeah. oh, just uh, real scary. Well, I, I like that. Uh, that I, that's pin in that and let, come back to it. Let's go. I'm just leaving it there. Take from it what you will. Uh, Alicia's my favorite kind of person. For real. I love fucking bomb throwers. Yeah. I think it's they're awesome. I think I'm married to a Someone who comes from a family of bomb throwers. Yeah. I love it. You just – it's awesome. But so I do think there's something cool. to be said for for what you're saying, which is it's a small movie. And, and I, I think that that's that, – that can be a ding and that can be an asset. And I think – and you can kind of see it in either – from either perspective. I understand that if you're making a movie, there are a lot of people that feel like go big or go home. And so I'm not – I, I wasn't saying – you were saying that. I'm saying that there are some people that – and I think that – when it comes to like things that stay with you, it you know you're the reason the ten things I hate about you stays with you is because of the fact that it's going for these big swings, right? You've got because if they connect, and if you like Heath Ledger singing in the in the the bleachers or whatever, like that's I've, I've the never stuff that's forgotten it. Like right. I, I whether I like it or not, like I've never forgotten it. I think that matters, like a like a pretty big deal, yeah. you know. And like yeah. I can't like outside the designated Dave moment, which I loved. Which felt great to me. Yeah, I loved it. Um, that moment's great, but also I think this—the argument that they get into at the at the—I don't know if it's a drive-in or diner or whatever it is—where he defends Designated Dave, and she gives him shit and says, "Like, wait, you've never you've never made fun of these people," and he's like, "Well, it's different. She, you know, it's Tiny Tim," and she's like, "Oh, so fucking Dave is Tiny Tim?" Like that to me was a really really interesting moment. What do you think was right? I think she was right. Do you? <laughs> I, 
Well, it made me it made me actually stop and think because I was I was certainly not I was more the one who was like I'm not in the you know I wasn't part of the sort of really popular group I wasn't you know like you know we weren't rivals or anything they weren't bullying me but you know I I was more like going to see bands and I was definitely part of that like I you know going to coffee houses yeah, and more more on the dulcy tip I was on the dulcy tip and like <laughs> I definitely made fun of all the girls that I thought deserved it. And then that I was like, Oh, I was an asshole too. Like it's, it's all a defense mechanism and it's not necessarily better. Like you're not justified in making fun of people because they have been declared sort of like popular. Like it's still, you're still making fun of people for their personalities the, and their, you know, so that, character. that point extends to like the world at large. Yeah. Right. That's the, Adrian's making the point that it's okay to punch up and it's not okay to punch down. Right. Is it okay to punch up and not punch down? That's I mean, what comedy's made of. Comedy, comedy is I, built on punching I up. I think that that's true, but it's it's more a question of like how do you define like there's a I think what it's saying is that it's not always as clear what's punching up and punching down. And that really he is talking down his own friends by saying that it's punching down as much as I don't think well, I mean, I think he's I think he's acknowledging reality. I think that's like no, I, I don't. I, your point stands, which is like, don't punch up or punch down, right? Right, like don't punch. Or, but <laughs> if nothing else, it's a it's a more interesting kind of concept and debate than I've seen in most teen, teen movies. Like it's it's interesting. That's a really interesting scene to me. It's a good scene. I agree. It is a good scene. I remember it. I also would say too that sort of across the board, I think that he just. And by he, I mean Rob Thomas just writes teen characters very, very well. He understands their voices. He understands what they're grappling with. And he and he delivers it in a way that I think is not just accessible but talks – like has some depth to it. Like talks about real things that affect these kids. Yeah. I mean I, th- I think that – I don't know if this is a fair comparison but I'm going to make it anyway. I, I think there's some John Green in the way that he the, – the way that he writes things, which is that he wants to sort of talk about – meatier issues but wants to do it in a way that that is actually sort of palatable to that audience i think and i mean and not just to that audience you know we're not in that audience and i think that veronica mars season one is a perfect season of television rob thomas is the best writer at one thing he's the best writer at several things but he is the best he's the shakespeare of one thing uh writing parents talking to kids and kids talking to parents (laughs) and that there's not enough of that in this movie yeah um, because I yeah. never, I, Veronica yeah. Mars, as Veronica I said, and her yeah. dad favorite, yes. favorite show best. of all time, basically. But like, it's not the scenes with like Veronica and Mac that get me excited, yeah. you know, or Veronica and Wallace, which are always kind of stilted. It's the scenes between Veronica. Bite your tongue. That? <laughs> Bite your tongue. Well, <laughs> hey, just be honest. Like, come on. I love Wallace too. But yeah. like, those aren't, or any scenes between the two kids. teenage characters. The, it's it's Veronica and her dad, yeah. but also Veronica and Lamb, also Veronica and uh, Vinny, Vinny, Vinny yeah. also Ver- <laughs> like Veronica, yeah. like any, but also sure. Logan and yeah. uh, his what what's his Eccles something? Are we talking about his dad? Yeah, we're uh, talking about his dad. Is Harry Hamlin? His Harry dad? Hamlin was hey, the guy hey. who played him. Uh, Logan and his dad, and even the scenes with um, the other guy, Teddy. What's his yeah. name? Yeah. And his dad, like they're all – that's really what Rob Thomas like excels at, which is like yeah. understanding that like when you have a conversation with your parent and you're in high school, 
you are not talking to them like a parent and a child. You're talking to them like equals. Right. And whether it's, you know, friends like Veronica and her dad or adversaries like Logan and his dad, that's what he does. And that's not in this movie to me. As, it's not, it's not in it enough. I agree with you. It's I, not and in one, it of at scenes, all. one of the scenes, I like the scene with, with Adrian and his dad. I was just yeah. going to say, like, that scene Amazing. stayed with me and I really liked that. I, I also, that actor was great too. The way that he, that he had that scene, it was almost as though, and maybe, I don't know if this was in it or not, but it almost feels like he's withholding a secret, like that he knows that he's got this relationship with the mom across the street, and it's almost like that's in the back of his head as he's talking to his kid. There was just sort of an awkwardness to it that I really liked, mm-hmm. that they called each other out on shit. To your point, like that's – he does that incredibly well. Yeah. They managed to get across that the mom was had died without yeah. saying it until the end of the movie. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, that was kind of profound in its own way. Yeah. Yeah. Also, just in terms of great scenes, and I, I know we'll get to all this, but the scene where she and Dulcie are lab partners yeah. and she explains yes. why he reacted the way he did, it's such a good scene. Mm-hmm. And her and Dulcie's reaction and her understanding in that moment just how badly she sort of fucked up is just – it's really good. It's really well done. That's another good moment. You're right. That's another mm-hmm. moment where they give the other side to an, to an argument that I think – Mm-hmm. A lot of people are just never even thought about, yeah. right? It's like save the animals. Yeah. So I think that's good. You're right. Yeah. I mean, there's very few characters that don't get an opportunity to shine for the most part. Like, uh, as much as I sort of didn't, I think Alicia kind of gets the shitty end of the stick at the end, which is unfortunate. But I do feel like every character gets an opportunity to to show that they are not just two dimensional that there's that yeah. there's much more going on there. Um so I was reading and this is I can't even imagine what this film would look like but apparently Elijah Wood was originally cast in the role uh, of Adrian Grenier. How old was he God. at the time? He was like 14, right? <laughs> but they but he looked too young. But he looked eight. That's such a different movie. <laughs> Can you imagine what yeah, that But I would pay so much money to see that movie. <laughs> Even today, I think he looks too young. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's just, it's so different because the idea of, of, as I think, as I think Kenny pointed out, like the idea of him infiltrating the jocks would have been a very different story. Like there is an, a yeah. natural yeah, quality to having, like, he's just coming off of the faculty, I believe. Is that what Elijah's last thing is before that? He's good in the faculty. He's very good in the faculty, He's but great. the faculty is great. That movie is way great. underrated. He is one of our weirdest actors. <laughs> I, we, <laughs> this guy started the biggest franchise in the history of movies, more or less. And like, I, that's not even the first thing that comes to my head yeah. when I think of him by a long that's shot. So true. Now, what's, what what's, what's the first thing you think of when you think of Elijah Wood? Young Elijah Wood, the good son. The good son's yeah, the first yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that movie is. It's so good, though. Yeah, it's an amazing movie. I yeah. think it's why I don't have kids. <laughs> wow. Oh, it, that's, it, that's a real thing. Yeah. yeah, that's a real thing. That's amazing. I, I, it, I at least mentally reference the climax of that movie all the time. It's one of the coolest parent the cliff, moments. The cliffside? The cli- oh, but God. actually dropping your own son, yeah. it's so fucking cool. Yeah. Like, I can't get over it's it. It's so crazy. <laughs> that movie's crazy. You know, you know how much it would take me to drop my own kid for my, for my nephew? I would have to be so convinced that he that was is a murderer, a murderer, and trying to do it again, <laughs> right? Like the one murder you got a would, taste for no, it. No, I'd be like, "You're guy, you're, you're done." But if you're like, if you're gonna murder my other kids at this point, That's like, amazing. all right, fine, I'll drop you off the cliff, <laughs> right? Yeah, this perfect situation. Oh. I love that movie. It's so good. I it love is. that. Movie I haven't watched so that movie much. in a long time. I should rewatch it. Yeah. Macaulay, Macaulay had a good agent because that, yeah, that was yeah. like we was when he was trying to get out of the whole good kid. 
It's amazing. That movie's amazing. Yeah. Uh, so Elijah Wood. Don't know what that movie's like. Definitely. That's Wish crazy. I knew though. Wish I knew. I can't picture I it, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that he has ever had romantic chemistry with anyone on screen that I can oh. think of. <laughs> and so I don't sad. say that well, just because I don't think he's ever cast in those roles, no. really. I feel like there was something when he was a kid. Well, hold on. Let me look. Did he have I, – I never watched um, – what's the show? Wilfred? Definitely did not. Definitely did not. They were try- – well, was, he was into her, but there was – Yeah, the whole, the whole show was about how awkward he was. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's pretty – he's had a really long career. He didn't yeah. have like some like E.T. Deep impact. He sort of had it with uh, Lily Sobieski. Didn't he have like some like kind of like Elliot and Elliot like E.T. moment kiss with the frogs kind of thing? We're where for, he had some like getting one of her favorite films. Yeah, no, you don't think so? With the with the fucking tricky dick mask and you didn't think that there was chemistry between it, him and Christina there was, there was Anti chemistry in that movie. But that was the point of the movie. Yeah, but she wanted. But I bought. Love, but I bought him brother. in that situation. I guess is what I'm getting at. Of course, but like that, that's what I feel like. The, long story short, he has not been a yeah. romantic he's in, lead. He's in black and white as well. Apparently, oh, can't wait to watch we need that. to talk about that soon. Um, he's never had romantic. Chemistry. I'm, I'm looking at. I mean, Eternal Sunshine. Oh. No, anti chemistry. Yeah, anti chemistry. Uh, yeah, he was the opposite. Of yeah, that. he was a yeah, stalker. Yeah, yeah. He was a fucking stalker. weirdo that had to stalker. had to like erase her brain in order. So, so yeah, I feel doesn't like look my like my takeaway it. is that some one person in this room, or maybe all of us together, need to write a vehicle for, for Elijah yeah. 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 to have his fucking moment yeah. in the sun as a romantic lead. Yeah, I, I, th- I think that's I it think is that's long fair. overdue. It is long overdue. He's had a he's had an unbelievable career though. He's great. He is great. I he is I, great. I love Elijah Wood. I'm just anyway. I'm so happy that he persisted. Yeah. You know, like he, he does seem more like a guy who would have his child because he was a huge child star. Yeah. yeah Second good. to only Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. Well, and he, because back in the day, um, Allison, my best friend, and I, uh, we we had a few kind of joint crushes. And like Elijah Wood is really, really? the one. Well, so, because I mean, look, it was kind of a, a curse, really. I, I'm afraid we doomed several. <laughs> who were the others? Uh, Eddie Furlong. Oh sure, sure. <laughs> you you doom these guys into like uncrushableness. Oh, it gets worse. Jonathan Brandis. <laughs> oh, oh boy, no. I don't think that. Yeah, no, it did not. Like, what about Devin? Badly. Devin was no, 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 no. He, but um, Ethan Hawke, who things have gone. Sure, yeah, that's worked out for fine. I mean, yeah. yeah. First Reformed was wonderful, and he's a great yeah. actor. So he's still he, he did okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like. Uh, those were those, and, and Elijah Wood. In fact, we I think might be the only two people who've seen the movie North because we, of this. Yeah, crush I kind of wanted to watch North after our Rob Reiner. It all went south from it, there. It really that was the that was the fulcrum point. That was the moment when it what all kind of got North? away from. Um, I haven't seen it since I watched it exclusively because of my crush on a <laughs> child Elijah Wood. So you loved it. <laughs> so it was great. Yeah. So, yeah. Um. Yeah. That's. What was the so? What was the thing that made you guys crush on him though? Because he was cute. No, but I mean, what was the movie? Oh, <laughs> I understand that you thought he was cute. <laughs> like, oh, what do you mean? <laughs> uh, what would it have been? Forever young. Yeah. Tell me it wasn't Forever Young. I don't know. I don't know. I I, I don't Tell know. Tell me it wasn't. Forever I don't have Wi Fi here. What What were his films? Radio Flyer before that. Okay. Yeah. Forever Young. Yeah. Then uh, he was in Adventures of Huck Finn. Which oh, is Huck Finn for not sure. Bad. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, the good son. The good son really also helped. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, well, he was no, the good I one. mean, we were we were like the little weird like eleven year olds who wanted to watch the good son and Pet Cemetery two because of our crushes on Eddie Furlong and Elijah Wood. Right. That was that was our jam. 
I mean, so speaking much of, of Jam, he was in a he was in a music video for the Cranberries. Oh yeah, oh. yeah. He was. And Eddie Furlong was in the um, "Living on the Edge" video. So all tracks. Yeah, all makes sense. Oh. It's all coming into focus. Anyway, so, so uh, <laughs> let's start with the plot of "Drive Me Crazy." We've kind of hit on a bunch of it, but Nicole and Chase live next door to each other. I actually really liked the dad bring the milk home at the beginning when his, he's looking at his dad and he's got his cereal and yeah. he needs the milk. He needs milk. I just thought it was a cute moment. Yeah. Um, they got they they dispensed with a lot of exposition pretty early. Yeah. Pretty early. Yeah. I I will say last night when I watched it, um, <laughs> my fir- the first thing I wrote down in my notes was um, start with ringing phone just like midsummer. Lol. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, very just, similar. Yeah, what like, a connection. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was late. <laughs> so Nicole lives with her divorced mom. Chase's mother died of cancer. They're sort of living. They're obviously living with their single parents. Um, Chase is sort of this unpopular activist and troublemaker. It's a little weird. I'm not really sure what he was attempting to do with his prank. With the with the orange dye, was it just to sort of as like a fuck you to like? Who's going to make that video? Yeah. The group end. culture. Yeah, it was. It, I think it was yes. meant to be that that was the school colors. Okay. So it was kind of you know the the sort of more superficial mm-hmm. popular yeah. kids to mess with their clothes and their hair and see them you know freak out. Sure. But more to make a statement about you know like tribalism. Yeah. Sure. It worked. We knew yeah. what it was. Yeah. Uh, I liked it. So um, th- they do a good job of of showing the very the, – the, the stark differences between Nicole and Chase where Nicole is this socialite and Chase is sort of kind of living in his room or coffee shops and he's sort of this like burnout kid. They sort of – he seems very – he's not as, as – he's not Devin Sawa in Idle Hand. Not Idle by Hands. a long shot. Yeah. But it, he's got a head on his shoulders. He's got a plan true. for they're life. Just, yeah. you're, you're right. You're right. You're right. That kid was yeah. that kid was a burnout. I feel like they, he and Ray and Dave, to me, were very recognizable. They're they're they felt real sarcastic. Yeah. They they're into video games. They're into music. You know, they like you know the sort of more subculture stuff. Yeah, they're, and make, they're not they're like losers right or the bad kids or the burnouts. They're just they were the kids who were kind of into slightly different stuff and doing their own thing. Yeah, I agree with that. They're, I, I think they're worse than you do, like just like more on like the bad kid scale because they're like they're actively doing things to mess with other people, but like they're noble, right? They're like kind. They're trying to like they're trying to like give voice to like the lie that is high school popularity, um, and that you know Which I appreciate that's borne out like later through this video mm-hmm. they they hack into the system and put yeah. on. Um, but, Ray is sort of like a proto Lelena Pierce, or I guess like she would be a proto Ray because I came out <laughs> first. But like you know, just That's trying so to funny. you know make make a statement about the world around them and make yeah. their peers kind of think about things and shine a light on the hypocrisy of the the upper yeah class yeah. of high school. He's a socialist. Yeah. yeah, he's a socialist. He's borderline eco terrorist. He's like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Anti-establishmentarian. He's yeah. definitely yeah. dancing. He's definitely walking with the ninety-nine percent. You know, mm-hmm. ten years ago, like yeah. he's he's you know he's he's just a hipster. He's like yeah. kind of a proto hipster. I don't and like I think he's a he's. It just kind of depends where the wind blows. Whether those guys go into Antifa or whether those guys like start working start working for the Elizabeth Warren <laughs> cool. campaign. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. so you just we don't really just know. Don't know. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, so Nicole wants to get a, a date with the star basketball player. This is, is all the weirdest bad actor. Um, but he's so I love him. I love Brad because he is so accurate as that yeah, guy. He feels really. He feels he so real. Like but he whoa. would be the good looking guy, but you're kind of like, Ugh, and he's like, he's actually not mean. He's not a jerk. No. He's kind of a sweet dum dum. He's just dumb. He's he just doesn't so get it. sedate though. When she sees him on the street, it, I I turned him. I was like, did someone hit him with something? I really like, hate he literally. Jerks. What was it? I really hate mean jerks. Yeah, he's not mean. No. He's yeah. just He's just he's thinking just about getting shoes. He's dumb. He yeah. It's like wanna come, wanna come get sneakers with me? She's like, yeah, I can't. He's like, right. Yeah. He's just <laughs> He's just really not smart. Um but uh right before she's certain that he's gonna ask her out. There's a he bumps into the cheerleader. There's a politics here that I don't fully understand yeah. in terms yeah. of like they try to make a whole thing out of this like negotiation that there's some sort of procedure to being asked to this prom that seems kind of middle schooly to me. It, it just, like you go to your friend, and you're like my friend likes your friend, does your friend like my friend? And then it feels like a hold. I, I'm guessing that that was all played in out book. in the book more, yeah. and they just kind of right pay lip like, service to it in a way that doesn't fully have like an emotional. There's like logic. a ritual probably in the book that right. yeah they were like we're keeping this because like the yeah, designated Dave asking on Brad's behalf to Alicia, not even to Nicole, it's crazy is. Strange. And it seems beneath yeah. Alicia. Like when she comes and sits next to her and like relays this information, she's just like, this is fucking for the birds. Like, why are we doing this? Yeah. It's weird. It's, and, and so later how people refer to the two of them. Mm-hmm. It's, it, none of this makes any sense. It's fine though. It doesn't matter. All you need to know <laughs> it's all plot is that she wants but... to go to what is essentially prom with the, you know, the yeah. captain of the basketball team, the good, yeah. you know, the good looking dummy Brad. And he was about to ask her, when through serendipitous fate, he falls on top of the head cheerleader for the rival school and they fall madly in love. So, And then later Nicole fate. at this party is like that slutty cheerleader. It's like, well, okay, like just slow your roll. She was just standing there. I really, she, yeah, but you didn't, you've never said something unflattering about the person who stole away or, or who is dating. I'm just saying Nicole throws that around a lot. That's not a she big She throws deal it around to towards Alicia at the end too. The whole like – there's a little bit of slut shaming from Nicole. Is all I'm getting at. It's just a word. <laughs> um, I didn't like the way it was shot. <laughs> <laughs> also, was also it? fair. That's true. <laughs> I didn't like the way it was shot. Like I, like <clears throat> there was just that one static shot of him on top of her. Yes. I. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was awkward. The yeah. insert was awkward. Just felt just, like yeah, you was... could have given me anything that showed a spark between them, and that literally could have been tight on him, tight on her. Anything else, you know, but like it just, it was, it was this vertical, I'm sorry, this horizontal, like him on her shot that I like in some respects, I knew what was happening, but in the other, in like other ways, like it just felt like I'm waiting for something, anything to happen. I hated that. But you're hitting, you're hitting on really sort of there, there's no visual flair to this movie. Like the director who did not go on to do anything else. Snap. I'm I'm just saying, uh, it, it's just sort of it, it just that's a perfect example of to your point, Kenny. There could have been shown sparks. Even you could have even done both. Like it just felt like it came out of nowhere. He's on top of her. That shot goes on for what feels like eternity. It's just very strange. Yeah. They go to a party. I don't. I can't remember what the the party was for though. It's just, just like a post game, game, game party. party. Yeah. Uh, 
I love how 90s that party was in the sense that everything is candy colored. It was just the like, blow up was, furniture. The blow yeah, up furniture. Had so much. Those, those plastic candy colored containers of it. I was just like, it actually made me think of the, remember when the IMAX came out and they were all, everything just felt like everything was these primary colors for, for I feel like it's trying to visually prepare you for mm. the event that is centennial visually. <laughs> also, right. real ugly. Oh my God. <laughs> We can, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll, we'll get, get there. there. But uh, yeah. I just, I just want to make Please. one quick note that I love that. As much as I agree that I don't love the Brad and cheerleader meet cute moment and how it's done, I love the cheerleaders because they're the only. It's the only teen movie I've ever seen where cheerleaders look like how cheerleaders looked. At I was least going at- to say that too. <laughs> like they weren't some like crazy overblown idea of like what you would think. Yeah. Like they were very real. They were very real. Like they're they were doing a very real high school choreography and they were wearing like t-shirts and little shorts as opposed I feel like in so many teen movies it looks like a bunch of sports illustrated models who have Dallas cowboy cheerleader level that looks skills like real like girls what's happening like yeah just normal i remember in middle school when i like in middle school there was this like weird moment where like everyone was like you should go support the football team so i'm like i should go support the football team so i went to a f- <laughs> so i <laughs> you're told that's I, I, went, I went to a football game <clears throat> and i remember seeing the cheerleaders and being shocked that they were just normal girls that- <laughs> That that it was that it wasn't the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders, and I'm like, wait, 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 what is happening here? Anybody could be a cheerleader. It's not a beauty pageant. So yes, I I I second that. That that's really in the real world, cheerleaders are just members of the student body. Yes, I don't know if we had cheerleaders. We we didn't actually so in my high school. Oh yeah, uh, but we did in college, which was hilarious because we didn't win at anything ever. So where'd you go? Into Columbia. You win stuff now. <laughs> I mean, I I just remember because I I don't know anything about football, and I was told at the time that we were on a forty game losing streak, and I was like, that seems like a lot, but I didn't realize that that's like six years. Like we hadn't won a game in like <laughs> over half a decade. I, I remember I went to a I didn't go to Dartmouth, but I uh, I went to a Dartmouth football game. Because I went to camp in New Hampshire and I was in New Hampshire a lot for whatever reason. I went to Dartmouth football game and Dartmouth came out with their, you know, proper band and they play their proper marching band songs. They were playing Columbia and Columbia came out with like 16 long haired guys <laughs> with like drums around their neck running around. But they, they, it was very by design to be like, this is such a joke. Yeah. Like we're going to make a joke of this. And right. uh, and it, it, it affected me negatively. <laughs> I, I knew, I, I, I stuck with you. When I was eight years old, I crossed Columbia <laughs> off my list. <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. Uh, so Dulcie dumps Chase for not joining her to an animal rights activism thing. Yeah, they, they have a spat. They are the hot and heavy. Like yeah, they're uh, they're they're like kind of fucking cool, in a cool kids. in like oh, yeah. room closets and shit. Sure are. Yeah. And yeah, she wants to go to um, a protest about using. Um, Lab animals, and he seems fair. He he, he seems on brand. It seems on brand, and yeah. he gets squirrely about it. Is how I would say, and I think yeah. it's kind of well done. He's he's a little squirrely. He doesn't want to do it. She gets annoyed in that way that you know it's very self righteous. And I thought we were you know fighting for the same cause. And he's like, "You go, I'm not doing this." And then she gets pissy and breaks up with him. It was again, not to keep harping on this, but. It's that time of the year. 
Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's something nuanced about the fight. Like, it's not... Yeah. To your point, like he gets squirrely, but it's not it's not black and white, and Let's there's a mess. Let's keep harping on the beautiful, complex nuance. But I do think yeah. there's something to that. Yeah. I mean, I, oh, I this do think great that, movie that <laughs> scenes like that in a in a lesser script would just be very cut and dry. Yeah. The fight would be not over something like animal activism; no. it would be over whatever the you know some bullshit thing. So again. You or know, kudos to or it would be over animal activism, and it would feel really like kind of icky. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, like I think that I think it's more to me like in a worse, more uncomfortable movie. It would it would just it wouldn't feel like real to these characters that they would actually fight and or break up over this thing. Whereas in this movie, like I gotta say, I still do think like that's not exactly how I would have preferred to see it. Like I just think it's not as simple as like. You're not going to go to this rally with me, so therefore, like our fucking in the closet relationship is done. But I mean, it's like, a symptom of, a, I would imagine, a bigger. problem. It didn't for, seem like that. Okay, it enough. seemed like this was the first moment where they were not on the same page. I mean, it, it, I, I guess what I liked about her side of the argument was that it, it, I mean, wasn't about animal activism. It was the fact that this guy just didn't seem to stand for anything. That there was just he, which is sort of interesting too, because you have this anti-establishment component to the character at least that's sort of how we meet him with him pulling this prank and what have you but she's kind of saying like yeah but do you really mean it like right. is there is there anything behind this and him just being like or <laughs> just be like well fuck that's this, not that. true that's not true he he wasn't like and we know later he wasn't like that he actually did have a point of view it was the opposite point of view mm-hmm. so he he does believe in the cause that's kind of what i'm i I do think in a lesser movie, like he would be using right. her and putting it on. Right. But that's not what I felt like was happening there. Like I felt yeah. like they were two kind of intellectually mature people who could have had the argument about this is how I feel, this is how you feel. Like, is that the kind of thing we're gonna break up over? Well, I would and, and I would sort of pose this question to everyone, which is I actually kind of buy them as a couple more than I buy him with Melissa Joan Hart. Me too. Being, like yeah, they seem sure. like they're oh, yeah. a forever couple, and these two just feel like they're we're being told. But then I guess two. my question, and I don't know how much, especially you, Ashley, feel, but like, how much in their shared like past history did they have previous feelings, and like just because of stuff getting in the way, and his mother dying, and high school happening, did they just not ever get to like? kind of really address it again until now. Like, See, I, I don't like know. Expl- like, if, if I had a sense of I feel like there's history. a lot of yeah. that. Like, they refer to specific moments in their past where they hung out and they had this true right. house and... 
They don't dig into it as much yeah. as they could have. And admittedly, it is – I mean, she's just a, a strange casting choice for this and especially with him. But, like, yeah. ultimately – I do get behind it, and I think in part because they end up playing as this, like, odd couple in a way that you don't often see in teen movies either. But that did happen sometimes in real life. I wasn't suggesting they had zero chemistry. They they have something. It's not – I mean – It's just not – it's not necessarily – like, there's – It's not off the charts. larder just feel like they they make sense. Yeah. I – I, I I like what was going on between them. I was happy at the end when they got together. It had the feel of like, uh, for us TV people, like a season two couple, where <laughs> you know, where I think like your your one true pair is probably your OTP, a, yeah, yeah, is probably uh, Ali and yeah. yes. Yeah. And in season two, you're like, well, we got to split them up. Maybe the next door neighbor. Um, that kind of could work, and like they did the work, like they put in the work to like yeah. make you be like, all right, this is a this is a this is a a contender, mm-hmm. right? But that's not going to last throughout the whole season. And by the end of the season, we're going to be getting Adrian and Ali Larder back together. No, no part of me, and I say this as somebody who genuinely just fucking loves this movie. No part of me thinks that like these two. End up happily ever after. No, not at all. You're not, you're not like, oh, they they go to different colleges, but they stay in touch and they visit each other every weekend, and then they fight. Like, no, no, no. Like yeah. these two, these two are not a for no I, other reason than that their parents are now. Fun. Well, no, yeah, I, that too. I, I know, I that know. That might who keep they, them together for longer. To be honest, I know who they are. They're the they're the people in high school who tried it for about three months and like we're better at friends. Yeah. You know, and they're going to be that's friends. Yeah, just, we we tried it. Yeah. And that's not that's not us. But they like, we like be, each other. Yeah, they maybe actually get back together, like in their 30s. in their thirties. <laughs> what these two? Do. Yeah. yeah, I like, feel that she. That's they both grow funny. up a little. They find out who they really are. Yeah. I feel Can like you write that movie with this. Yeah. With this casting. Oh my god, that'd be amazing. Sequel, do get it. Somebody get. Get somebody, get somebody. That would be so sick with the <laughs> two of them right now. Oh my god, it'd That's be really saying. good. Amazing. That's what I mean. I just you watched absolutely with my kids. I just watched an entire season of television that Melissa John Hart started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called No Good Nick. Yeah, it's, it's a Netflix show, right? Uh, Netflix show. We yeah. watched it in about two days. Yeah. It, Almost good. You guys, this is this is. I'm <laughs> not talking like my before sunrise. <laughs> By the way, if you if they broke up like shortly after Drive Me Crazy yeah. and then we meet them now and they're just like, well, obviously. We're Are their parents still together? Oh, my God. If you did this movie, the 30s, yeah. I guess they might be early 40s, whatever. Yeah. If you do this movie at 40 and then in 20 years you do it at 60, yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah. Real time capsule. Yeah, amazing. We should, this oh, is, we should this, definitely. We yeah, should, I, mean, I mean, we should look at this. You could absolutely make that happen. You could do this it. This whole cast. You, you could do it for one, to, one million uh, tops. Yeah, we yeah. would have to. I mean, I do feel like I'd want to get Rob Thomas involved. You'd have to get Rob Thomas involved. Obviously. See, I never. I, my my keychain ploy never panned out. I know. So for a while. This might be the perfect way to, to uh, work with Rob Thomas. Yeah, for a while, uh, I was working on a show that had the. Our, we had our offices and our writers' room in the same um, building, the Hollywood Production Center, as uh, iZombie. Mm-hmm. So I knew that Rob Thomas was there in the building. I never, I never actually saw him. And so at the end of the day, because we always. Stayed late, um, and so the security guard would go home, and and all the the keys, all the car keys would oh. would go in a pot. So I have a keychain that's very very understated. It's just a Neptune High 
keychain. And I put it on my keys in the hopes that every day Rob Thomas would look and be like, who's that cool guy? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that. You don't know he didn't, by the I way. I mean, he might have. And Rob, if you're listening, <laughs> that was on purpose so that you would know what a massive fan I am of your work. Whereas I'm positive that Joss Whedon had, it completely knows and like kind of bathes in the fact that he's beloved. Yeah. Rob's job strikes me as someone who doesn't really realize like – just how much people are obsessed with him. Yeah. 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 You know? I agree with that. He's he's got a very specific, devoted group of people that buy keychains. Well and what's it yeah, the buy keychains <laughs> and and make, suddenly try and to suddenly try to <laughs> just just put in that bowl. Which seems appropriate, by the way. Yeah, and all I, I I didn't I like have that an end game. Like I didn't want anything. I just wanted him to know how big of a fan I am. Sure. But what's amazing about his career as well is that I mean Veronica Mars is I think Tied with the Sopranos for my, I mean, I think ultimately because Veronica Mars only had three seasons and, you know, One somewhat diminishing good. returns. They're, they're, they're a hard, they're a hard comparison to make, but that alone would be enough for my undying fandom. But Party Down is oh, also one of my favorite shows of all too. time. Party and so different. Have I, you seen Party Down, Mel? Yeah. It's the best. Love I wanted to talk best. about Veronica Mars on this podcast a lot because it's the best show ever. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But I also was thinking about Unfortunately, today. Melissa has not seen Veronica God, Mars. Oh, you'd love Sorry. it. This you'd is love going it. to make it through this entire podcast. Let's stop the podcast and watch the uh, I, watch I'm not, I wasn't trying to be shitty. I just – so that everyone knows that, you know. So no excuse. This is the, the one thing I was thinking about because Phil texted me on the way here that the re- reviews for the Hulu revival. Some are good. Some mixed. Some aren't great. Um. And it, it just kind of put a it really put a big shining bright light to me on all the idiots who were like Ghostbusters, the new Ghostbusters ruined my childhood. There is nothing you could do that could take, take away season. season one and season two of Veronica yeah. Mars, yeah. even season three, which I think is like trash, <laughs> um, and the movie, which I think is like kind of trash. Like I, and I said to you, I'm like bad. Bad Veronica Mars is really bad, yeah. but that's because my expectations for the show so high. Yeah. so high. So I also don't like understand really the whole like Game of Thrones is garbage. Game of Thrones is not garbage. Like there was some garbage at the end, but like Game of Thrones for like six seasons yeah. was not garbage. It was decidedly ungarbage. It was decidedly like amazing television. I, I and to, to to sort of speak to what you're saying too, the idea Lost of- by the way was garbage because of what happened. At the oh end. really? No, it was amazing. Okay. It was amazing. But it was, but it was amazing. Like, I think that there's and, and as we were approaching Mel and I talked uh a lot about the last season of Game of Thrones as we were approaching the end of it. I need five hours. So I'm just yeah. We're not going to unpack that, but I'm I'm just I'm speaking to sort of a broader idea, which is the idea of ending a television show seems like perhaps one of the hardest things to do in this town. Yeah, to satisfy, especially some sort of a, a if you're a big hit like Lost or Game of Thrones, it's kind of impossible to make everybody happy. So on some level, you know, that's people impossible don't even know how to end a song. <laughs> no, I'm not or, kidding. Or Saturday Night Live sketch. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever thought about the fact that most songs just <laughs> fade, fade out? out? Yeah. Like, imagine if you could do that with your TV show. Just What's like the- <laughs> slowly fade out and just over. Well, what song has a has a good ending? Oh boy, I have an that's, answer. Really? Oh yeah, there's a song that's a great ending. Okay. Well, then you got to start. Obviously, Day in the Life. I'm sure the, the discordant chord at the end. Yeah. Yeah. There's. I mean, I, I love a song that just ends. By the way, like there are some that just just straight right. up end, which I think is great. But it's it's rare that you find a song that yeah. that truly has That's a graceful fair. ending. It's, it's, it, it's just hard. I mean, I, I think that that the you know as I've, I've I've spoken at length about 
why I think the end of Six Feet Under is so great because there's a finality to it that a lot of shows don't have the the gift of, I guess. Yeah. You know, whereas that show's about death, so spoiler, they all die. Uh, so it's to me, it's like finding that balance of giving the audience the feeling that these characters they love will continue, but also not feeling like you're missing out on whatever those adventures are that that happen down the road. It's very hard for a show to do have both a great last season and a great finale. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I see – like for instance, I think Breaking Bad had an incredible last season mm-hmm. and a really lackluster finale. Um, and I think Sopranos had a really terrible last season and an incredible last two episodes. When was the last uh, time? Well, are you referring to sort part? of 6A and B as I'm referring last season, to or? 6A and B. Oh. I actually love B. Um, I love from about when it was like called Kennedy and Heidi from about when he killed, uh, Chris. Yeah. So was that, I think that's the last four episodes. So of you're the not a fan of the Kevin Finnerty stuff. I'm not an unfan of it, <laughs> but it was not what I wanted out of the end of that season. Oh, Serious. I love it. But well, that's cool. I think it's, I think it's, I, I, first of all, I've only seen the Sopranos all the way through once. I mean, that's, that starts with junior killing him, right? Or you're shooting him. Yeah. Shooting him. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah I'm in the like, hospital. And, yes, in that I love space. that. And like, yeah. that's all really good to See, me. I think that stuff's really cool. Um, but I think the whole – I remember watching that season and being kind of left cold after almost every one of those episodes until I think four to the end. And I love the end of that. Um, yeah, I, I actually think, is amazing. I actually thought that the last season of Lost was really good until – the Alice and Janney episode. So the Alice and Janney episode. Um, yeah, I thought the I thought the like the the, the middle area they were yeah. living in was awesome. Yeah. So it's yeah it's it's the it's sideways tough. world I guess you can call it. It's very 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 hard to end a television show well. I think that Game of Thrones can attest to that right now since a lot of people are not happy about it. Did, um, did you hate the whole last season or just the end? Yes. <laughs> you hated the whole last season. I, can I hate, but I I hated it in different like. Levels of hate, but I hated it. What did you hate more? Like the like the everything up to the finale or the finale? Oh, uh I don't think I could parse that out. Okay. I, I really hated it just in one giant chunk. It was, it was, <laughs> like, just it was, a big chunk of I just watching hated. watching each episode with Mel and friends. Uh, I think there was some bargaining that was happening, though. As I was, I was like, yeah, yeah, okay, because and then when I saw the actual final episode, it was like I had retroactive hate because it was like, oh, okay, that didn't actually build to anything, so now I hate it more. You kind of liked it up until the end. I found things that I liked, like I bargaining. Yeah, maybe that's yeah. I I I liked, and I know that Ashley is not a Game of Thrones person, so I I apologize. You don't watch it all. I did watch the last two episodes because I was sort of forced. <laughs> Literally the two or seven episodes of the show. Yeah. I mean, I, I have yeah. seen a few. I have seen Actually, I don't think it's a handful. handful. I, don't think it's that bad, but, you know. I saw I saw the um I saw the Red Wedding episode. I saw the mm-hmm. one where Joffrey dies. I, I, I know enough to like The greatest hits. Yeah, yeah. But I just never got I think some of it's my fault though, because I have seen the whole series so many times over and over that I think it like instilled in me. I was I knew every aspect of the mythology. I knew every character. And so I was hoping that the finale would, like, answer <laughs> all of that and yeah. speak to all of that. And I think if I had just watched the show, like, I'm watching it. I'm a yeah. casual viewer. I would have been someone. As happy. someone who's well, watching it like a casual viewer, same. I can attest it didn't do the things that yeah. I hoped yes. it would either. But but I also don't, I don't think that you and I had the same investment. That I'm saying. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, to answer your question, I, I liked the episode before – 
the Dark Knight or the whatever the hell it was. That the, was the best. The, the, yeah. the, the, the episode before the big battle at night. Uh, that was one of my favorite episodes of the series. Yeah, Brian was, Cogman, I it was shout incredible. out. Yeah, amazing. And then it was diminishing returns from that point on. But back to drive me crazy because <laughs> we uh, got uh, far astray. Astray. Uh, okay, so now that they have something in common, oh, Nicole fuck and Chase. Did we wind up where we wanted to? I have no idea. Rob, uh, Rob like Veronica Mars. Ron, yeah. yeah. Uh, Nicole and Chase reluctantly join forces to navigate the landmines of high school love together. Uh, so they did, scheme- did Google write that one or did you write that no, one? No, that was uh, that was Wikipedia. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so they scheme to publicly date each other <clears throat> in the hopes of making their respective exes jealous. Is that 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 feels right? Yeah, right. I, that that okay. pretty much sums it up. Uh, then we have the makeover. Can we all agree that the makeover was a? a a misfire, misfire. I, I love. I love the scene in the I gap. I love the scene. The scene in the gap is something because again, it speaks to why, like Melissa Joan Hart is just playing Clarissa, and it's it's like she's supposed to be the popular girl giving him a makeover so he can be popular, and instead she's like goofing off with the the mannequins yeah. and like just being silly, and it's it's. it's I actually cute. think it's kind of adorable. Yeah. I was expecting we were going to get like a makeover montage, which I'm not going to lie, I'm a big fan of, and we didn't yeah. get that. No, the big no, reveal really. when he no. shows up at the high school. <laughs> Where he looks – he doesn't look he that – sad. He doesn't look that different than how he dressed before too. I'm like you're just wearing a leather jacket. That's zipped up that's and zipped your hair is – The hair. Whoa, awful. Uh, so they they all go to like a, a diner or some sort of a situation where they start talking about the X-Files. And there's this whole like who would you have sex with, Dana Scully or Gillian Anderson. It was it's It's a strange conversation. It felt a little bit out of nowhere to me. But yeah, it's I think it was meant to be kind of just like just, just kids being kids. Yeah. Uh, Locker room talk. Then Chase takes her to a like a bar club situation of some sort to hear the Donnas, I think, or what are they the called? Electrocutes. The electrocutes. The electrocutes. The electrocutes. Electrocutes. Uh, one was, of the best bands the in a teen movie ever. Because the Donnas are great. The electrocutes were a couple, is great. Weren't they? Didn't didn't the Donnas yeah. also appear in Jawbreaker? They were in another movie. Yeah. Um, the Donnas are awesome. They are awesome. I love the name Electrocutes. It's great. I also like the – what was that movie we saw that – oh, yeah, it's fucking Never Been Kissed where they go to the Rasta bar. Yeah. That's like <laughs> where like teachers and yeah, students so hang bizarre. out in the same place yep. and they're smoking pot and like get drinking rum. It was like <laughs> – <laughs> that that to me is like is like the essence of a no child ever hung out here. Yeah. But this actually kind of felt more coffee shoppy than yes. it felt like yeah. it yeah. felt a little more like what was the place in the OC? The bait shop? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Felt a little more bait shoppy to me. Okay. Like I could actually see the electrocutes playing a place like this. I can see them all hanging yeah. out here. Um like the rest of this movie, it did feel a little closer to real life yeah. than the other movies that we've done. What didn't feel real was when she asked her to show her her nipple ring. That was a weird scene. It, uh, every, <laughs> I don't know why. Again, and I can't tell yeah, how much of it was like Melissa Joan Hart's like weird. Well, I mean, the point, so the delivery is so weird. But again, I love how every choice is so off kilter. I'm yeah. just like, what? What why? is happening? Yeah. I wrote down at one point in my notes that it's like Melissa Joan Hart has never seen a teen movie. <laughs> Yes, yeah. every yeah. choice she's making is not the choice that like would alien, normally happen. Yeah. But no, I literally impossible. wrote and is just trying to act like a human being, like she's an alien. <laughs> she had been it's playing weird. a witch yeah. for like a long That's time. That's actually mm. what I kind of find interesting. That's, That's what kind of what I find kind of compelling about Melissa Joan Hart, the human. Yeah. Which is like she grew up in Hollywood or wherever. Clarissa 
which is probably a Canadian show, honestly. Like it's such like – It wasn't. I don't mean that in a bad way. Like it's such a weird show. Um, <laughs> but uh, and She was on a great episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oh, yes. Yeah, she would Yes, be. yes, yes. Yeah, that she, makes sense. She does seem like someone who went to work and went home and never w- consumed any entertainment. Right. Yeah. right? She's nothing like these other teenage totally protagonists. Yeah. And like therefore she was like a weird fit at the time as like a you know romantic lead in a teen movie. She didn't do any others. Like it, this, there's there's like a case to be made that like this works in and of in and of itself, like in its own little bubble. But no one would ever try it again. Yeah, you know, like no, I mean, you'd, her, be crazy to, you'd be crazy to try this again. Her character in this movie feels like a 16 year old who's been like the primary breadwinner for her family yeah. for 10 years. Yeah, like there's a. It's, but in a weird way, it kind of works for the character because she's supposed to be kind of type A and she's, you know, put her heart and soul into planning this centennial dance. And, and so in the scene that you were just referring to, and, you know, it's a very typical scene where, you know, now it's his friend's Mm -hmm. turn to give her shit and to kind of freeze her out. So now she's on his turf. They're in the cool, you know, the cool kids coffee shop where, you know, the Donnas are playing and his, you know, kind of more punk rock friends are being a little bit mean to her. They're not giving her a warm welcome yeah. and they're, you know, saying something. I forget I forget what I the remember. what the opening salvo was. But you know, there's a little back and forth and then one trying to kind of get a rise out of her says, you know, my my nose ring didn't hurt as much as my as Never this. Ring. And she yeah. points to her chest and then Melissa Jen Hart just show that she can't be intimidated, just says, Oh cool, a nipple ring, let me see. But it's played It's played she gets so close to her to her breast. I love it. I love it though. I love that moment. It's these weird little moments that for some reason There's another yeah. uh, strange delivery that, that comes shortly after this where uh Brad is in the diner with Alicia or something like that and she's talking to him about Yeah. And he so says strange. that's so cool that you say that because all the other girls have been bitches. He says it in a way that's so strange. Yeah. He says it in this very robot. It's I a lot of choices in this movie. I assume that he couldn't remember the line. <laughs> That's <laughs> they, what it feels they like. Use that take. I yeah. love that. There's yeah. also a take where uh, there's a shot where Adrian Grenier walks into a lamp, like that's uh, like that's hanging in his room, and it's clear that he didn't intend to. And there's yeah. like, let's keep going, keep going. It's very know. Ed Wood. <laughs> it really feels that way. Uh, the interaction between Dulcie and Chase at the club, where. Nicole sees them and then goes over and kisses him to make her it's all it's a very strange scene and then the guy is like grinding up against Dulcie How old do we think that guy is? that guy was like 45 yeah yeah oh I had a question <laughs> Joshua which is perfect Joshua. what yeah. would you have uh, Melissa John Hart's character do in the when in the new version the one they're 40 <laughs> oh, what like would job, job be because when you said she sounds like the sole breadwinner, that guy got me going a little bit. I, I feel like I'd have to think about it for a minute. I feel like she might be in the midst of a, of a real career shift. Definitely. I kind of saw her in advertising or marketing or something like that. I feel like maybe she had been in like consulting like a Deloitte and yeah. Touche kind of situation. But now she's like maybe thinking of going to – Good nonprofit. Yeah. Or, or like <laughs> I feel like she's maybe – is she a divorcee? I feel like they should have. She's a divorcee. Yeah, shifted. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's hundred percent a divorcee. And, he, and, and he's, he's just never quite he's never, settled down. Never settled down. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like he's now a maybe she's, I feel like maybe she's a little bit 
cooler than he is now. Like, yes. I think that he sold out and now – That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, cut his hair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what does Adrian Grenier look like today? Exactly the same. Really? Yeah. He's always going to look exactly the same. Yeah. Like a um, little grayer maybe? No? I say that as if like I've seen him in the last ten years. I since Entourage, I really haven't. You guys want to hang out? But no, we don't unfortunately. But uh, he's a lovely man. I, I he's so he actually like, uh, activism. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. actually is a lot like this character in a weird way. Like he's very down to earth. Mm-hmm. Um, he really truly cares about the environment. Like he really <laughs> truly like after Entourage, he's like I'm done acting. I'm making like. Of making environmental di- documentaries, and he did, yeah. yeah, and he sold them. Like they were on like the Discovery Channel. He like, I think he, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure, like he still goes up for things. Um, I think he was in a pilot this year. Like he's, oh really? Yeah, like he's Adrian. Like he's always going to be somewhat viable in his own yeah. weird way because he still <clears throat> has that Vincent Chase sheen. Mm-hmm. But um, he's really a really good person. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I really liked the river scene. I thought it was super cute. Um, I also liked that Bare Naked Ladies was in the background. There's that Bare Naked Ladies job. You gotta love the Bare Naked Ladies. Uh, Wait, we skipped over them cruising broad street. Oh, yes, because right. I need Which someone to explain cruising to me because yeah, I, I this didn't know. happen. <laughs> no, I, and I've seen this movie so many times and I still don't feel like I have any more grasp of what the rules many, are, what it aspects that feel ripped from like. I told Phil this like a 1950s movie, like, and I feel that this, way too. This must yeah. still be a thing somewhere, though. It felt authentic enough. Like maybe I've this is a thing in the that midst of like. That's why Greece. I said American Graffiti. Like, <laughs> like, like, yeah, Jesus exactly. Like, yeah. This vibe of like a little bit like it's, greasers and jocks and yeah. dames is and from Texas, right? So I could yeah, maybe Austin. buy this being yeah, a little dazed and oh, maybe, but yeah. it felt it felt yeah. more like it felt more. Not the right word. It felt more like antebellum than that. That it, it, yeah. it just it, it, antebellum is not what I mean. But just kind of like that, like before people got counterculture, like a little more like by the book fifties mm-hmm. last picture showy. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, um, to some of this, I see that. Um, it's it's funny too because we so the last uh, episode we recorded was uh, three to tango, where we <sighs> talked a little bit about how <laughs> that movie had sort of. Strange kind of almost apartment tried to be, yes. yes, not obviously successfully, but it is interesting. We we talked a little bit when we were watching it about how it has these sort of bones of of kind of an old uh, Doris Day kind of, which could thing. be. I don't know when the book was written, right. but yeah. Oh, the book. I think the book was relatively recent. I think the book was yeah, written three, three weeks 90s. before the movie was <laughs> shot. Got it. Got it. Uh, so then we get uh, another party. <laughs> they went. They you know sometimes you go to you go to. Shoot without a finished script. They went yeah. without a finished, finished book. book. Right. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> right. They go to another party. We get our, our Britney Spears needle drop. Yeah. Uh, we also get one of, I think, the better jokes. Mm. Uh, it's, it's around this time, but the, the Sean Young, Sean Penn joke. Yes, the Sean, yeah, it's a yeah, good yeah, joke. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Uh, then we have Alicia manipulating Chase into kissing her in front of Nicole, which I guess – Wasn't that hard for her? No, it wasn't that tough. Uh, that was the most – Awkward scene in the movie. It's, it's just <laughs> from it's a blocking unclear. and from everything. From blocking yeah. the way that she, it, it's really the one that puts a that really highlights um, Susan Susan May Pratt's like yes. the oddness of her casting. Yeah. It just the whole thing does not come together. <laughs> admittedly, no. it's strange. It's also it took me a second to sort of fi- so I guess she's hoping that a, that 
Nicole seeing Chase and her kiss will get Brad to ask Nicole to this prom? I think it's just agent of chaos shit. Like we said before, like I, I think yeah, but it does feel like well, she, because at the she's end. maneuvered to get Brad yeah. to be right single, and so now she's maneuvering to make Nicole. Like it does feel like she's weirdly puppet mastering, trying to get her friend what she wants. My read on it was more that when 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 uh, when Melissa Jen Hart says to her, like you just didn't want me to be mm-hmm. happy. Like I. I and that's yeah, a thing. That felt right. There, yeah. like, I, that <laughs> felt very right. And like I remember my yeah. freshman year of college, I I became friends with this girl very quickly. It was I now as an adult realize that if someone is your best friend within two weeks, like red flag, like big red flag. You should probably just slow down a little bit. Like sure. she would do a thing where as soon as I got a crush on someone, she would have a crush on the same person. And it's it's mm. just this the weirdly competitive. It's interesting because I just rewatched this weekend uh, Jennifer's Body, which I fucking love, mm. um, and that is a movie that really gets at the tension, the like sort of infatuation slash competitive rivalry, like the just everything that's a part of like a really intense female friendship, especially that age. And I think that's what they're toying yeah. with yeah. here. Yeah. What, what you what you're talking about. Uh, that in that in movies, that thing you're talking about almost always turns into some kind of like actually I was attracted to you, right? Like actually, like you know, there was a homoeroticism going on. That's not true in real life. Always, it's, it it's often- not. But I think that I think that there is a thing. <clears throat> I think that especially at that age, you don't quite know how to separate out sort of like sexual attraction to infatuation on a more basic level. Mm-hmm. And like, I remember, you know, cause I am, when I was in college, I remember my, my one of my best friends uh, was, she dated women and, and we would go every night to um, this doc holidays in the East village. And I would get upset. I was like, why, why does no one ever hit on me? And everyone's like, you are so fucking straight. Like they're just, <laughs> <laughs> so, but that said, I remember being in like fourth or fifth grade and I had um, a friend, Christina, who I just, I was so fascinated by her. She was so like she was very like pretty. She looked like a doll. Like she had perfect hair and perfect clothes. And like I kind of had a crush on her. And it wasn't it wasn't really sexual, but it wasn't it was something. You know, it's like a little more than just admiration for a friend. And I think mm-hmm. that I think that that happens in real life. I think that when movies turn it into the fucking cruel intentions kiss, thing. you know, or the single white female thing, I think that that's just taking it a little too far. But I do think that there is something like that little intangible extra infatuation where you just, you want to like be somebody or you want to be with them all the time. That's almost closer to a sexual thing than, but it's not necessarily actually that. Yeah. Uh, so now we get our, our designated Dave scene, <laughs> which is great. Uh, we all love it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love when the, the douchebag boyfriend uh, says, you think you got bit by a radioactive spider when he tries to <laughs> when he tries to fight him, which I think is fun. I mean, it's such a great <clears> – <throat> the cruelty of that guy feels yeah. very real. Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. And it's, shit that it's he a says real her, moment. Like the once was fat, something like once that? Fat once bitch, fat bitch. And uh, got lucky with a case of bulimia. Like, well, got lucky with a case of bulimia was the line. Yeah. 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 Um, there, there are th- – that rang really mm. true to me because – um, the way anger works is exactly the way it happened in that scene, which is like all that – that guy wasn't just a raging asshole. Mm-hmm. He kept it pretty cool for a while, 
But he obviously was repressing a lot of shit. I'm not talking about sexual shit. He's just repressing a lot of anger. And the slightest little thing to pierce it, he went nuts on her and then on him. Yeah. That felt really real to me. And yeah. I, I, I'm so happy she took him down with the mace. Like yeah. that's yeah. the way that scene should have ended too. Yeah. Um, and he didn't get in the back seat with her yeah. and it wasn't your like Marty McFly moment or yeah. not the Mc, well, George McFly moment where they just fell in love. Greatest movie of all time, blah, blah, blah. That's kind of lazy. <laughs> um, he drove her, he yeah. just drove her like a gentleman. Like that was just, that was a really good character moment for It's just a great, Dave. it's a great yeah. scene. And it's just Dave, yeah. not designated it's, Dave. Sorry, just sorry, Dave. just Dave. It's, and it's preceded by a great scene when the, the scene where he picks up Chase. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Chase, you know, he says like, "Who the fuck have you become?" And he's given, and and again, it's like it's like the scene before where they were talking about who's allowed to make fun of whom, where it really, it's it's digging a little deeper into something where you know he says, "No, you're just fucking jealous. Like you let them walk all over you. You want to be friends, and so now all of a sudden I have achieved the thing that you want, and you're just fucking jealous." And it's it's a hard scene to watch because it it feels yeah. So that back to back within the. Yeah, Dave gets two great scenes. Yeah. yeah. So every Dave is like the linchpin of this movie. He kind of yeah. is. He is. Everything we're saying about this movie is true. I agree with. <laughs> uh, I agree with. I agree with it all. And and, and and the 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 emotion is there, and the arguments are there, and and the structure is there, and it just feels like it's living down here when it could be living up here. Like yeah. these all could feel. Bigger and better and hit you harder if there was a little more care put into these scenes. Even like the 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 tiny Tim Tim scene you talk about or that, they're all left a little too early. They don't actually get to that point where they they kind of reach into your stomach and you know kind of grab your guts and turn them all around a little bit. They're just to me like they 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 approach an interesting idea, they give it a little bit of a back and forth, but it feels almost like a page count thing where someone was like you don't need two art, two pages on this argument. Cut it down to a page and a half, and you're you're ripping out yeah. a lot of the really good resonant stuff. And I think that's why it doesn't stick with me the way other movies like this have. And you know, I don't know. Like, I, I, I on some, on one hand, I give it a lot of credit for going these places, but on the other hand, like, you know, like in anywhere but here, which is also kind of teen adjacent, goes to these places. And like really like sticks its foot in your stomach yeah. and keeps kicking. Well, it, you know? there's something – it's it's something you said earlier. The, the, the movie does have its – is sort of on the fence. It's yeah. got its, its foot in two different places and you almost wonder what the sort of unfettered Rob Thomas version of this right. is where yeah. he doesn't have to deal with – Studio notes. Where it's not or basic. I think this was probably his first yeah. produced yes. screenplay, yeah, yeah, where he had yeah. absolutely mm-hmm. no power. He yeah. gave over his screenplay based based on this book sure. to this like overmatched director, who I believe was a uh, Nickelodeon director for the most part. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. So at this point, uh, they both get what they want, which is that their respective um, pairs that they want to be with become available, and they both kind of repair up with the people they were with uh, to a certain degree. Um, and then, uh, they basically dump, dump those people and they get yeah. back together. They, they realize that what they, what they really what they wanted was each other. Did uh, any, does any, did anybody listen to the script notes podcast? Does anyone listen to that? I, I listen to it periodically. Is there one in particular? The one that Craig Mason did on his own? No. About screenwriting? No. Um, all, they're all about screenwriting, but it's about his, uh, about his, his theory of screenwriting. 
So it's been in my head like a lot lately. And the basic theory, not to like crib from him, Craig Mason script notes, listen to it. It's episode four or three. It's awesome. Uh, the basic theory is um, you have a thesis or a theme, which is an argument. Your main character starts as the anti-theme. He is, he is or she is um, the embodiment of the opposite of that argument and works towards theme. And around the th- three-quarters point or a little more, you give the character what they thought they wanted, mm-hmm. right? So in this movie, it works perfectly because around the three-quarters mark, both these characters got what they thought they wanted. She thought she wanted Brad and he thought he wanted Dulcie. And they don't realize what they actually wanted was there all the time. So like it sounds kind of trite when you break it down. But from a structural point of view, it's lock. It's it's like – It's perfect. It, yeah. it, it really is. It's locked down. It's really kind of flawless in that way. Mm-hmm. So it does make me think like – as you said, the bones are so good. It's just like the, the window dressings just aren't there for me. No. Yeah. I agree with that. Which is why I gave it a good grade. But, um, some of the window, it, I, I would agree that there are some choices that, you know, it, it feels like if they had maybe had a little more time or they had maybe had a little more money or they had maybe had a different director, that there's probably an even better movie in there. Like, I fully, yeah. absolutely, fully cop to that. It, it just, it, there's a little bit of, you know, if there were just a couple, and, and this isn't to take anything away from the performances, but if there were a couple more stars in it, if there was just a little bit more wattage to it or a little more charisma, whatever the case might be, I think that that, it, that could have limed it up. It just sort of – it's it really just comes down to the direction for me, which is just kind of – I mean it's perfectly encapsulated by our cent- uh, centennial prom, which is that it, it just looks – really really ugly yeah <laughs> and you're just sort of watching it just being like why are these choices why is he sitting on the statue why why are, like why are we doing these things the sitting on the statue is baffling <laughs> it's cool i don't know i like that that was weird uh, also, yeah i think it's just weird and i like itself, it. i wish i had been part of that what production that meeting statue? how about he like rides down it yeah, yeah. No, he, slides <laughs> he slides down, down. down. while standing Another one of my favorite things about this movie was every other fucking romantic comedy, teen or not teen, of all time hinges on every – everyone pretty much except like the really good ones. hinges on a lie. Yeah. And a lie being revealed or a secret being revealed or a truth being revealed and then one character has to deal with the fact that they were with a liar the whole time and then they go to love them within you know 20 minutes of the third act. There's no lie here. No, I mean, I guess if anything, the lie that they are a couple. I mean, this is the. It's same, a mutual lie, though. No one's lying plot to each other. To all the boys I've ever loved before, by the way, like that movie. Uh, yeah. I see you because uh, you're just. <laughs> I see what you're doing. See, Take that, I Netflix. See, I, see, I see you, but I also appreciate that. So, um, yeah, no, it's the same plot. And I, but the weird thing is, in this one, they don't even fully commit to the idea that they're a couple for a while. Like she keeps, they keep getting asked, "Are you a couple?" Yeah. And they hedge. And I'm like, "Isn't the entire point to pretend you're a couple?" And you're kind of like, "I don't know. He's my neighbor. What? Like yeah. you came up with this plan? Why are you weird. bailing on your own plan? Yeah, it's." Yeah. I don't know. There's it's, – it's, it's weird. I feel like they think no one will believe that dramatic a shift because there's yeah. even that when they're playing the like drinking game at the party and they bring up that she kisses Chase Hammond in the sixth mm-hmm. grade or whatever. Yes. And so I feel like they're – everyone acknowledges that they have this like past in history and their neighbors and whatever. But like it seems like they know like we can't just say we're dating. No one's going to believe Leave it. So it. let's just like – you know, keep it mysterious. Yeah. Also, well, we, they, we skipped yeah. over. I do, I do think it's a really nice scene. 
uh, after the party mm-hmm. when she tries to apologize for kind of bailing when his mother died. It was a really nice scene. Yeah. yeah. It's a good scene. There's a lot of – yeah. And they do the weird thing where – it's a great scene and then she goes inside and it's like, ah. And then he like knocks and is like, you forgot your towels. And we spend way too long with this whole, <laughs> you forgot your towels. It goes nowhere. It's yeah. just weird. I don't understand that choice. Because when he knocked, it was like, oh, he's, they're going to kiss. Yeah. And he's, he's like, no, no your, like, your you forgot your towels. And then she just stands there clutching her towels. And then it's like, okay, now we're going to go to the next scene. Like, it's very that? strange. <sighs> um, so should we rate this? This almost was good. This <laughs> – was great. It, this almost was. <laughs> great. This almost was great. Let's put, let's put it that way. Did you catch uh, the fun little joke after when when uh when Ray does. It? I mean, we've totally skipped over Ray's man, okay. video Ray's, manifesto. Ray's awesome. Ray's awesome. Uh, the but, video message, yes. But what I do want to call attention to is there's a fun. There are a couple of throwaway jokes, and that you come in on the two the two newscasters for the high school news show who are not characters. We don't know their names. I mean, I think they show up in a scene or two, but like they're going over the schedule, and you sit there, and they're like, okay, so. Wednesday, we go on at 8. Thursday, we go on at 8. Friday, we go on at 8.05. And then one goes, 8.05? And then you cut out to a new scene. And it's that is funny. Yeah, no. Sue goes, 8.05. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I, those kind of like in-school video things, yeah. video, it's never going to be the those. same. It's never going to be the same after Spider-Man Homecoming. It's uh, so, so, so funny. Those are so funny. Like, oh, amazing. She's amazing. Yeah, you've seen Far From Home. No, no, I haven't. They're in. They're in Far From Home too. I don't want to spoil it for you. How am I not? I, you know, I have no time. I'm doing this podcast too much and raising children <laughs> and raising children who want to go see Far From Home. So you should go see it with them. What are you? Why are you? Going to, why are you going to Disneyland on Wednesday? Oh, well, going to, and that. Thursday. Oh. You want to, are you going to be there? No, no. she's a big fan. She's got a great, annual year pass. I have an annual yeah. pass. So. Invite me next time. All right, I'll, anytime. I'll pay my way. You, do you have an annual pass? No, I wish I did though. You love it too. I like it. It's the greatest. Yeah. I like it a lot. I it's, love a uh, haunted mansion. And then I'm going to I'm wow. gonna go fishing on Friday with everybody. Oh that's cool. Where are you fish- fishing? Uh so I never really do fishing. <laughs> I don't fish. You don't do fishing. I don't fishing. do fishing. <laughs> yeah. But what? we we went on like a, there were like ten dads and their kids went on like oh. a, a fishing boat on Saturday. And like look, oh. I'm gonna this is gonna sound like a brag. I've gone fishing six times in my life. I've caught a grand total of four fish before this. We caught 20 fish between me and Rollins. Wow. And we ate wow. them. No, I know catch release was like a thing, but like that wasn't the boat. Like, catch, <laughs> this wasn't one was, of those boats. That wasn't <laughs> what was happening. Like they literally had bags for you oh. to like to take the fish. So we got 20 fish and my son was like, we got to go again. So all, we have five cousins in town and oh, my four wow. children. So we're going on this boat um, on Friday again. And it's like it's not expensive. It's like $27 a person. Fishing. Fishing. <laughs> <laughs> well said, Mel. So that's why I can't watch Spider-Man. <laughs> um, so 0 to 99. You guys know how this works, right? Yeah. Remember? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, I'm going to go first. I didn't see this in 99, so I had no context for this film. Before the podcast, I'd give this a 68. Wow. After this podcast, I've gone up to a 74. Um, I think it's I think it's a good movie. I don't remember what I, what I scored 10 things, but I – Less. Did I give it less than this? I think we both gave it less than that. I, I think that – I don't want to keep comparing them because it's there, it's it's maybe an unfair comparison. I, I do think that what this film strives for is more interesting to me than 10 Things I Hate About You. So I will say that. Ashley, do you want to go? Sure. Um, I also did not – You saw it around 99. I saw it around 99 and I feel eh, – it's probably a few, late, a few 
years later. But you really liked it. But I, I really liked it. I probably, I probably would have given it like an high 80s, like in wow. 80, 85, Shit. 86, 87. And then I feel like over the years, because it stuck with me and it just became a thing, like I just, I just decided I really liked this movie. I know that I think last time I gave it like a night, I was, you know, I was being a little bit contrary. Whatevs. But I gave it, you know, I think I would have given it, you know, uh, uh, when I just rewatched it, like a, a 90. Like, I just really love this movie. It okay. makes me happy. I will say I maybe am going to knock it back down to like an 80, 85, 86 after talking. Because I feel like there are some things I admittedly have blind spots to in this movie. I still think it's really fun. I think it's really cute. And it's just, I think it's better than it needs to be. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to ask a question to the group after we're done rating. Sparked by what you just oh. said. So. Okay. Oh. Nice tease. Yeah, well, that's funny. <laughs> uh, in 99, I would have given this a 99. <laughs> I was, yeah. You were also I nine. was just like, okay, I was 10. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, just like every aspect, I had the soundtrack. I, this was an opening day thing. And then, yeah, now I would give it like 85 because yeah, wow. especially even high. just like thinking of the movies of '99. Like I'm a diehard, never been Kiss fan. You know, there are just other things, but I still really love it, and it makes me happy. So I'm going '85. is a good grade. '85 is a good grade. Yeah, yeah no, it is. But you know, I knocked it down. Like I was 68, just like you, Phil. There you go. I think that's the first time we did that. It might be. I was a 68 going in. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm both higher and lower now. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know possible. I miss. I. It was kind of a pure 68 after seeing it, and now it's a more critical 68, if that makes any sense, in that like the the flaws are a little more clear to me, but the charms are a little more clear to me. I, I think I like it more, but I don't think I can go much higher because I don't think it's a particularly great movie. Um, if that makes any sense, which I hope it does, yeah, it's a 68, sense. which I do think puts it in the, you know, the top third of the teen movies we've done. Sure. Which is, I think, where it belongs. Yeah. I mean, it's a movie that I knew basically nothing about before this podcast, maybe even before you brought it up when we did 10 things. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm glad it exists. You know, if that makes any sense, like in the spectrum yeah. of the team movies that we've done this year, it, it, it holds it its br- own place. It brings place. a different totally. flavor yeah. than what we've done. My hope is that, <laughs> no, because I'm being dead serious yeah. here, I, I feel like there is a hunger for romantic comedies, yeah, yeah. and Netflix is is trying to kind of meet that need, but um, there there aren't a lot out there. And I'm my hope is that somebody who loves romantic comedies, who had not seen this movie or maybe didn't know it existed, goes and watches it and enjoys it as much as I do. That would make me Love really happy. That. That's that, that would be that's my hope too. That sounds that sounds yeah. nice. So my question to the group is: What is the worst movie that you love? Spice World. <laughs> she didn't God, think that's about it. So that's a good. that's a hard it question. So it's a tough question. You don't need to answer because it. I, I disagree. Spice World's just a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, I mean, yes, worst, best. It's totally subjective. But a film that you that that you think to yourself, like, not that you're embarrassed of or a guilty pleasure necessarily, but just a film that that might not, you know. Because Spice World, I think, does scratch that itch. I don't think it's a film that 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 is respected necessarily. Area. It is now. It's got some Josie. Has it? It has some Josie and the Pussycats. Like oh, Josie's the best, though. It has some Josie and the Pussycats. Like this is actually good and subversive. 
Right. cast too outside it of the It's actually Girls. good and subversive. It's a subversive movie. It's it, like it it kind of actively is trying to do a hard day's night, but it does it like for the 90s. It does. It does. I agree with that. I mean, this might be an impossible question. I don't want to put you guys on Minus the spot. Blank Man, the Damon, oh, really? the Damon Wayne superhero movie. That's, that's I a great, love that great movie. Call. And I think most people think it's dumb and also stupid. So. I don't want to say mine. Really? How, okay, can we say it off mic then? Will you no, say I'll, 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 I'll say it. I'll say it. But I, I, I want to, I want to put the, the sort of caveat. Um, caveat that I haven't seen it for a long time, but I owned it on DVD and it is Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo. Really? Wow. Yeah. How did you not, how did we not know this? Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo. You should not be embarrassed by that. Yeah. I loved it. I think the, I think that there's a little bit of problematic stuff in it now. I'm sure that it doesn't age particularly well. We've already done it. We did it. And like, it's, it's, it's actually, it's actually it. not that It was 99? Bad. It's 99. Yeah, we did it. Wow. How did I not come on we for this? Fuck. Uh, Deuce Bigelow, we often hold up as a movie that's like, Better than it had to be. Yes. Less problematic than you thought it would okay. be. Funnier than you'd expect. More heart it to than be. I thought it had. Yeah. I like, remember really enjoying it. More heart and like I, like incredibly sex positive. Yeah. Yes. Like in like a in like a really surprise like sex positive, uh, sex is for everybody kind of thing. Um, it's not nearly as like shaming as I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and like he has a his relationship with sex is a really honest portrayal of like a not Casanova-ish, like like an average guy's relationship with sex. Right. Which is that like ultimately he's pretty afraid of it. Yeah. So – Yeah, that's very much what it's about. Yeah, he's like pretty afraid of it and like kind of gets stuck in this situation where he learns that like he can enjoy it mm-hmm. with another person who has one leg. So it's uh, a yeah, – finds, finds Don't be embarrassed. Love. Yeah. yeah. Okay, no, great. It's a, it's a great movie. Then I need a new answer. I, I, it's not a great movie. Okay. I don't think we went above fifty well, percent. It's, it's, it, I, I, I don't think I recommended it, but we didn't go above fifty. But like, I, ex, I, ex, <laughs> I ex, it's a better movie than it has any. I, we any expected to be yes. in the teens. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, it's funny. I asked this question, and I didn't really have an answer at the ready for it. But I'm going to say, um, just because of you know the '99 of it all, Deep Blue Sea is a film that I don't think people give enough love to. People like that movie. Come on, Phil. What? Everybody likes that movie. That's you don't like that movie. I gave it like a seven. Did or you? Something. Yeah. Look at look at my letterbox. You can do. You gave Deep Come Blue on. Sea a better grade than Drive. I think crazy. it's a better movie. Yes. <laughs> I, I think Phil. I think you'd agree with that. I do. <laughs> Have you seen Deep Blue Sea? It's a good flick. No, you I haven't. You would like Deep Blue Sea. I can't imagine I'll like it more than Driving Crazy. But I, can't <laughs> that, imagine, that's true. I can't. I can't imagine you'll like it more than Driving Crazy either. But <laughs> but it's a better movie than. Okay. Uh, so next week we're doing something we've never done before. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're doing music videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're kind of it's our it's our Britney Spears episode. We're we're going, we're, we're going Britney from out of the frying pan into the fire. <laughs> yeah, from Britney Spears adjacent to just Britney to just full Britney. on Britney. That's right. Uh, you know, Baby One More Time came out in 1999. Mm-hmm. The, the the album came out in 99. The music video came out in November of 98. Mm-hmm. We're still uh, gonna do it. We're still gonna do it. Why would because it's you know iconic. Yes. It, it some might argue it changed music videos. Um, just in terms of, I rewatched it just recently, it, and yeah. it's it. You watch and you're just like, well, yeah, there were eight million videos that looked like this music video. It changed. After it. I'm not gonna. It changed the world. <laughs> it really did. It changed the world. Yeah, I mean, it did. And it did. at the time, you kind of knew it too. 
yeah. that she wasn't just like a Willa Ford yeah. flash, not to knock Willa Ford, but just but to knock Willa Ford. Just to, she wasn't a flash in the pan, or even like a Tiffany or yeah. a Debbie, Debbie Gibson or all these people who came before her. Britney has persisted mm-hmm. for twenty one years, and she's never going away. Absolutely, you really sensed in in you know late ninety eight, early ninety nine that you were watching like lightning in a bottle a little bit. Like there was something here that was undeniable. I would say the only other music video, and this might be an unfair comparison, and we can talk about this uh, when we have our guest on, Molly Green, who is uh, fantastic and and the biggest Britney fan I know, and joined us for Superstar, and joined us and for we Superstar, were all very big and it's, that it's movie. It, and yes, she's she's great. Is Avril Lavigne's It's Complicated was the only other music video that I remember being so kind of in the zeitgeist and played at the I, same level. I have level. a horrible thing to say to you. Oh, no. Your you, Canadian is showing. That's fine. There's no way that that's not the truth in America. Well, Skater Boy was her biggest video in America. I don't know about that. I'm telling you. I can't even think what a complicated – what You know that song. Yeah, it's an amazing much, song. That, that song was bigger than Skater Boy. I love Avril. No, I'm not. I'm not saying you're dogging her. I'm. I'm speaking to the fact that that it was that it was a. Sorry, the kids are back. In the studio kids are back in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> and, they, um, and they're fighting over the cans. Fighting over uh, earphones. Right. Uh, my point is more that that it felt like she was an artist that popped. Not obviously the same level as Britney, but it just felt like what she was doing. I love Avril. Was, I don't, was just a little bit. I don't know that song and that video. I don't know. Maybe I'm no, wrong. It was to me. I know they're not really comparable, but I'm just saying. Brittany, I don't Christina, really Brittany, Christina, Brittany, and Christina, Brittany, and Christina. We yeah. got we got genie in a bottle in '99 too. Yeah, and you know what? I only just realized what genie in a bottle really meant. So you got to rub me the right way. <laughs> um, there are children here, Kenny. <laughs> Your song. children. Yeah, I know. Uh, all right. Well, next week, all right. Britney Spears, Baby One More Time, doing a deep dive into Baby those Baby One More Time, uh, sometimes, sometimes, Drive Me Crazy. Drive Me Crazy, and, and perhaps Bottom of My Heart, Bill which is- thinks Bottom of My Heart was a big, a big more of a much music it, thing than an MTV thing. That's awful and not true. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for coming back. You're and you're going to come back again, obviously. Letting you do this. We you're love gonna, having you're you. You're going to come on again. And no, you're coming back alone. Yeah. You're coming back alone. Uh, yeah. You're not going to – you can't hide. Yeah, there's stuff. no hiding. <laughs> next time. No hiding. All right. Uh, and you're coming back for our uh, you're coming back with miniseries. A with a, yeah. Well, perhaps. Unless you don't want coming to. Coming back for what? Uh, for an upcoming miniseries that we're doing. Right. That we haven't announced yet. No, but what, what did you – He do? said with a partner. But they might oh. be going separate because oh. Bart doesn't want to uh, – Bart, Bart mm. said, and I quote – I'm nobody's sidekick. <laughs> <laughs> Bart's coming on by himself, though, as well, for, yeah, for, for, Mystery, for Mystery Alaska. This is going to be great. So yeah. we'll do two separate episodes. Yeah. It'll be great. Um, or we could do two episodes, like, in the, we could do two episodes back-to-back, yeah. where in one episode, Ashley has to sit in the room and be quiet. And the other one, Bart has to sit in the room and be quiet. Let's yeah. see that, that sounds can... interesting. That sounds like a good test for your marriage. And I don't know anything about you two, <laughs> except, except that you're fail. married. Yeah. So um, <laughs> if, if, if I know marriages, that's going to be hard. Uh, well, thank you for coming on. You guys are going to come on again. You're welcome. It'll be great. Uh, awesome. We are at Podcast Like 1999 on Instagram and on Twitter. Uh, I am at PM Iskov on Instagram and Twitter. Kenny's at Nybart. Uh, please rate, review, subscribe. Thank you for listening. Podcast Like It's 1999. Podcast Like It's. You want the Podcast Like It's 
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.